Thanks for checking out the Community Recap Podcast, where there's no cap and all truth. As we discuss various aspects of the Christian life and look back to our past Sunday sermons to discuss what we can learn from them. Let's tune into this week's episode of the Community Recap Podcast. Hey, and welcome in to Community Recap. I'm so glad that you have joined us today for another Stories series episode. And um, let me tell you, you're in for a treat today. I'm really excited to be sitting down with Ori and Katie Chambers. Welcome to the podcast, hey. everybody. Thanks. Hey. We're glad to be here. Yes. So glad you're here. Welcome to um, the studio slash office. Yeah. Slash. Pretty legit. It is. You think so? It is. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Yep. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I think Alex decorated it. Did she not? Oh, you're talking about the office? Well, I, I, yes. I don't think I think she was talking about the all of it. I mean, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. just the setup in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I feel official. Yeah. Yeah. My wife did do some some of these. We like to we like to let people know like where we come from. So like we don't. I I told her don't take the tags off because Ross dress for less is on everything that I own. <laughs> Are you going to take it back <laughs> at some point? Absolutely or not. Point? I just want people to know I'm not in this for money. Oh, like, okay. Like Ross is kind of our sweet spot. Okay. Ross um, is a great store. So, like, you know, eleven ninety nine Ross. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, Can thanks, baby, yeah. for that. Good thanks job, a lot. Alex. You will listen to this. Fantastic. So hello. Good job. That's a good job. Um, uh, okay, let's get into it. I'm really excited to be sitting down with you guys today. Um, uh, one, you guys do so much for our church, so faithful and serving. Um, you guys are fantastic people, but also, um, they're, believe it or not, people that don't really know you guys. Uh, and so that's why we do this, and I'm really excited. Yeah. So let's start off with some rapid fire. Uh, <laughs> for uh, how do you mute that button? Yeah. I don't uh, <laughs> no, man. I mean, yeah. we just we're working our way to actual. Uh, so until are, then, yeah. Until yeah, then. Until then. Um, I don't know how you transition from that. But you don't. You don't. Uh, we'll start with Katie, and okay. then uh, same question will apply to you, Ori. Okay. So here we go. Are you a night owl or early bird? A night owl. I aspire to be an early bird. I'm always telling Jared, could you can you just give me tips because he loves yeah getting up early out there at the land and uh, it, and I prayed about it. I've, it's been a goal for a few years, but uh, mm. I, I haven't I haven't got there yet. Yeah. <laughs> so I love it, Ori. Early bird. Okay, so you aspire to be like. I, I, don't, I don't know that I'd, I'd really say he's an early bird unless it's hunting or fishing. Well, uh, get up earlier than you do. Don't know that it's <laughs> I love it. Because you yeah, have to. This is yes. starting off on yes. a fantastic yes. The days we get to I, sleep I, in. Those that are involved in construction, I mean, typically your yeah. day starts a little bit earlier because, man, you don't want to be working in the heat <laughs> of the day. So it's yeah. cool. Out, get up, up get after it. Yeah. Some yeah. days I don't like it. But I was a plumber for a little while. Oh, what? Here we go. Yeah. I Are won't get really? it. No, I won't. Yes. Adam's yeah, jack of I won't, all trades. I won't, wow. I won't go into that. This is your story. I'm just saying, at one point in time, uh, I was a plumber, and I had to get up a lot earlier. Uh, that's another story Before for another day. crack of dawn. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely I was. Okay. Uh, well, um, what is your dream car, Katie? Um, I don't really know that I have one. I'm not really mm. into cars. I, I mean... I love the two I drive. I have our big van for all of our 
kids. And what do you, don't you guys nickname? What's the nickname for uh, that? The van is uh, Black Betty, <laughs> and then the Yukon, the white Yukon, is Betty White. Mm. Rest. I like in that. Peace. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Okay. Um, That's good. I, love it. I, I mean, That's I good. love them both. I really, if 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 I didn't have a jillion kids, I might have a fun little sports car. But I don't even know yeah. what's what I'd have or what's cool yeah. nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Bands I are love cool. What I, have. I like the bands. Bands are cool. I I I love it. Okay. Yeah. We love it. We get the we get all kind the A team. Uh, I'm yeah. lucky. We get Everybody a lot of every, everything. Really? It, it, it is up. a sweet band. That's it really is cool. a sweet band. Yeah. There's no doubt it's about it. It comes in handy for lots of yes, things. Yes, absolutely. Ori, sure. what about you? What's your dream car? Probably my truck I have now. There you go. So, yeah. I mean, besides that one, it would be a, a mid-80s Chevy pickup. Okay. That's what I, my first truck was a, was yeah. a, a mid 80 oh, Chevy pickup. Okay. And I, I wrecked it like six months after I got it oh, oh, because man. the lady ran a yellow light. So mm-hmm. that lady totaled mm-hmm. that truck. It was that lady. And never got another one. Dang. But, okay. That but stinks. I would like to have one and yeah. know, have it restored and yeah, just yeah. be a truck that we go. So here's my around. rapid fire question Chevy or Ford? Chevy. Yeah. Yeah. I think he answered that when he said what his dream car would be. Uh, I guess I didn't pick up on that. So. Damn, there's a question, yeah. and, and, and yeah. I didn't even know it was really a thing <laughs> until we got married. And it's what? a thing. It's a thing. It's a oh, thing. It's, it's yeah, a thing. It's a, it's a thing. Chevy versus Ford, yeah, oh, yeah. or Ram, yeah. or, or Dodge. It's a thing. I mean, or it's a whatever. Big thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. I've learned. Katie, if you could have any superpower in the world, what would it be? So I've always thought it would be fun to fly. However, um, listening to Brooklyn's podcast, mm-hmm. I was like. You know, as a mom, she had a really good answer. Why have I never thought of that? Having multiple, all the arms and hands to do all the things. Yeah, that was a good answer. I'll take that over flying any day. So, I mean, I'm stealing yours, Brooklyn, but that was genius. That was that was good. That was a great answer. Yes. So that that would be it. Okay. Yeah. Ori, what about you? Super invisible. Invisible. Yeah. Just walk in anywhere. Just disappear. Just disappear. Yeah. Just disappear. You would do that at every family function we have. (laughs) 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 Where'd Ori go? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's already like that now, but we know you were napping. That's right. That's right. Where's that snoring coming from? That's right. Just hear something from the corner. Here. You don't see nobody. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Okay. Favorite type of music, Katie? Uh, I'm not right. I, I love it all. I mean, we grew up on. You know, contemporary Christian and uh, '90s country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I we listen we listen to all of it. Um, probably my favorite right now is this worship worship pastor named Seth Garrett. Oh, he's oh got, here we go. That guy's good. Here we go. He is good. Stream it on every platform, please. Yeah. I need some. Man. I need some uh, <laughs> streams. But yeah, uh. we listen to it. I mean, you know, we've got our our rap from high school. Yeah, of course. Oh, of course. Shoot. So if you had to pick a '90s country artist, George Strait. Yeah, hey, everyone yeah. has said that. I mean, it's King George. I mean, for a and reason. you know, I really love. We, we both love Garth. Um, but Garth's XM channel kind of, we kind of. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's still good, but it, it, I don't know if he's as up he's there. He's putting on a special <laughs> show <weird>. for <laughs> OSU students. Did you see that? I that didn't. He's he's putting on a special show at Oklahoma State for. Oklahoma State students. Well, former there. and present. Yes. I saw that. No, uh, yes. I think just present. Yeah, just I present. think it's just Shucks. present. Former. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's just present. Okay. Will you just 
said he was weird and you didn't like him, why no, would you want to go to his concert? I've, I've gotten to know a lot about We like his music. Yes. yes. If you listen some to his, his channel, you get to know some more of his views. Yeah. He's some a little views quirky. Are, yeah. Weird guy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I yeah. think all country people. So are let let me in, let me interject if you don't Please mind, because do. I yeah. always because I'm a George Strait fan. I'm, I'm a George Strait fan. What's your favorite George Strait song? Oh, I, I can't even. I mean, George oh, says I'll sing you one song. What song are you going to say? You say George. just one, George? Yeah. Well, yeah. I tell on, him George? to surprise me. I mean, I yeah. he can't. Okay. Go he wrong. can't go wrong. Okay. He can't go wrong. Mm. Amarillo by morning. Amarillo by morning. Mm. Yeah. What's your favorite? Yeah, what is Since your we're favorite? we're talking about it. Man, it's probably the chair. Ah, probably the chair. You don't know that song? No. <laughs> I don't do know that Excuse song. me, that miss. You're sitting in my chair. I don't listen to country. No, I don't know that song. You don't know that song? Come on, Seth. I don't. Uh, or uh, I don't. what is, uh, it, it's not drive. Um God, what is the name? Uh, what's the name of the song? Uh, yep. Don't get on a bus. Don't get on a plane, truck. Go to Dallas. Run, run, baby, run. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I said drive, but mm-hmm. run. Oh, that's Same a thing. good. Now that's a good one. Mm-hmm. We dance to what say for the end of our, which is probably one of his not as not as known ones. Um, and yep. the, the big one was another that we played at our wedding. But we our last dance was to what say. Yeah. Okay, yes. King George okay. reigns again. All right, yes. Uh, Ori, do you have any other type of favorite music? Nope. Nope. Okay. We're pretty Still much the enough. same. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, what show? If if you're binge watching one, what show are you currently binge watching? Um, I don't know. Well I it's really not haven't a show. had time we're to. Bi- okay, she's never okay. watched any of the Marvel movies, so we're going oh, through and watching. Yeah. I all okay, all do the the order the chronological yeah. order. I Where just are you did at yes. now? Okay. Last year. So we are at. Uh, we just finished Black Widow. Yes. Cool. Okay. So ten or twelve, and I don't know, maybe not that many. Yeah. Do I'm you have not a favorite a big TV watcher? I think by I used to be a lot more, but just the more kids we have, I'm so tired. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I'm a very like I have addictive personality, so if I start like binge watching, you're in. Kids you gotta finish. Tell me these shows, yeah. and I'm like I, I keep adding them to my list, but I know if I start, I will do nothing else. You know, yeah. while I go through it. Um, but it has been fun. We s- we sit down in the nights, and sometimes we just watch you know 30 minutes of one. But it's been fun going. So so far them. up to this date, which one's been your favorite? She probably don't even remember what they're called. You can just describe them. <laughs> Because I know the I one don't. with the big okay, green. Okay, listen. Dude. Yeah. I'll tell you what's my least favorite. I don't know if I can tell you my favorite because there's been several that are pretty good so far. Yeah. But my least favorite was Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, really? Okay. I just I just thought yeah. they were weird. It's quirky. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but it's maybe it's, it's you know different. I'm still yeah. learning. Like I'm still learning the whole series and yeah. you know what all the characters. They've got a new one coming out. Okay. And Garth Brooks is in it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Wait a second, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I will say, I, it was my goal to get those He's two. Old watched. now, and it's gone. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I love it. He's no, got they his are microphone. Quirky. They are that's quirky, it. right? Yeah. They are. We just got back from Disney, crew. and they yeah. just opened a new Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Epcot. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. before we went with Jared and Samantha, it was my goal to get through those. Up to that point, at least, so I kind of felt like I knew what yeah. you know we'd yeah, be talking good. about. I wouldn't. I, it's not. They're not bad. They're just kind of kind of quirky and different. Yeah. But yeah. so far, I've probably they've been my least. Ori didn't even want me to watch Ant Man, and I 
Like my OCD, I couldn't skip one because yeah, yeah, yeah. I needed to know. I had never seen it. Oh, I got you. You told me you didn't like it. He said it's well, irrelevant. I saw parts of it. And okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, he was like, you don't need it. I like Ant Man. I needed it's to right. see it, it's so like I understood him. I like it. Ant the Wasp. It was imperative. I like him. It is kind of a weird, like, what's your superpower? I'm going to become very small. Yeah. <laughs> of course, he can become very big, That's too, true. but yeah. it is kind of a strange, but yeah. uh, it's good. Anyways. Do you have a, a show that you're watching outside of what Katie's watching? No. Okay. What was the most, because you binge watch a lot. The most recent that I binge watched? I don't remember. It's been a while since I've actually sat down and just binge-watched a series. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. What's one thing you're afraid of, Katie? Um, losing a child. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like my yeah. answer should be spiders or snakes or something. But, I mean, my immediate, like, if somebody says that, I, that's, I'm just, I yeah. can't even imagine. I'm terrified Absolutely. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, beyond that, uh. I don't know. I, spiders don't really bother me. You know, we live out on a bunch of land. I don't like snakes, but probably rodents. I don't like don't like them very much. Mm. Ori, what about you? Probably like her. Losing a child is yeah. something that the more we have, the more that fear becomes a, you know, yeah. it's more of a concern. Yeah. Yeah. For me. So and would you say uh, you're hover parents? No. 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 Okay. I wouldn't say we hover, but uh, we we pay attention to more. Yeah, you got to. Like the little things, like Millie falls down a lot. Yeah. That's kind of a concern. Yeah. I rushed her to the hospital a month and a half, two months ago, because she was having severe abdominal pain, and she doesn't ever Right. She's our tough one. She broke her yes. leg, and they said it, and, and, and the surgeon said, grown men cry, and she didn't even win. So when that she, girl's got some spunk and sass. When she sass. complains, yeah. we, we listen. So hurried up and took her to the ER. It was gas. It was so gas. Kind of panicked a little bit on that one. Bill yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, just let that. Hey, sometimes go. just the peace of mind of knowing. Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. That yeah, just, we didn't regret it. That's yeah, yeah, just yeah. tootie is. So, you know, <laughs> is good. And sometimes you, but that, it's okay to toot. That fear kind of played itself out. Better yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Oh my goodness, we kind of talked about this, but this will be the last, the one before the last one. Okay. Go to karaoke song. Uh, okay, here's the deal with that. I prayed. It's a weird question. I, I prayed growing up my I whole life. I wanted to be I'm a country a singer guy. or a Christian singer at the time. I prayed for both growing mm. up. I remember. It could still come true, by the way. No, listen, have you heard me? <laughs> I haven't. Okay. So I, I, I jokingly told Ori, and I don't mean this in any way, but if I were ever to say, and I don't ever, I mean, I probably shouldn't say this. If I were ever to say that God did something wrong, it was because he didn't give me the ability to sing. I feel like like the kingdom's missing out on me not Miss, being yeah. able to Maybe sing. Maybe we just need to hear you sing. <laughs> oh, That's no, right. no. Here we go. Now's the no, time. No, we'll no, cue no. cue it up. Cue it up. What's <laughs> the song? I mean, cue no, that no, sucker no. up. Um, I've never done karaoke all, uh, outside of my house and my car and the shower. So what's the song you go all to? That. I, don't, I, think, um, I think I would probably uh, – Carrie Underwood before he cheats has always been like a oh she got she man. has a lot of <laughs> in her song you know rasp yeah. we'll do that again no I'm yeah. not doing that again yeah. sounded like that no. Chevy you want <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, he tells me I can't make car sounds I make fun of her all the okay time. Seth, Seth okay. just said I got yeah. it I mean it kind of resembled it Ori what about you if you uh, he's done karaoke so I once. have done karaoke on a and? cruise ship 
Oh, yes. It was Garth Brooks' Friends in Low Places. Uh, okay. Hey, yeah, man. that's a good there one. Go. That's a good one. There you go. I always think. I think you want to choose one people know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Something that people can get yeah. help sing Feel Like a with. Woman. Yeah, that's a, that's a hot like karaoke it. song. What's, what's your go-to, Seth? Karaoke song? Yeah. Anything. Anything. I'll sing anything. I don't even, I don't I even mean, know. I mean, you laughed at my it. Carrie Underwood, so I just want to know, like, what? It's just because I'm from Dakota. That's why I laugh at oh, Carrie Underwood. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. What would yours be, Adam? Uh, I like a little more soul, so I'm probably gonna go Al Green or Sam Cooke. Okay. Sitting on the or, or Otis Redding sitting on the dock yes. of the bay. Uh, yeah. I did that at uh, we had a church karaoke event, okay. a lip sync contest, and I did sitting on the dock of the bay. So I'd probably either Is do Love and Happiness by Al Green. A change gonna come by Sam Cooke, or sitting on the dock of the bay. I feel like you've really been thinking about this. Uh, I dream like you that uh, God would do somehow. My superpower would be vocals, (laughs) vocals like that would be mine. Listen, I'm not mad at God, and I don't blame him because he knows what he's doing a lot more than I do. I just think, you know what? I'm gonna ask him one day. Why didn't? Why didn't? When you you get to heaven, you'll have a perfect voice. In the Marvel multiverse, somewhere. You were like crushing it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's right. Yeah. You that were somewhere. Not been it, yeah, <laughs> you were. Man, it is. Have you heard the new Katie Chambers album? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Listen, I'd probably do Roy Orbison. You know, pretty woman. Oh yes. Fucking. I don't want to get sued because of this, but yeah, that'd be my. I don't. I don't think it's gonna get to Roy or his people. <laughs> no, it's not it's it's not Roy, it's the the mm-hmm. people behind screens yeah. who look yeah, for stuff. Y'all need to lighten up. All right, last question. What's one thing you're extremely grateful for right now in this season of life you're in, Katie? Um oh, that's I don't mm. <laughs> flip the switch <laughs> a little bit. Um I feel like which, you know, I'm sure we'll get into a little bit, but Ori and I have been married 11 years, and we've had we've had a pretty intense 11 years, and I really feel like in our marriage, I'm just really grateful for where we're at and where God has brought us, and that we're, Ori made the joke a few years ago that, um, uh, what'd you say, something about, I, I finally loved you, or it, which I mean, you got to hear the backstory, and, and we'll probably talk about that. But I, it took me that long it to took really seven years of marriage for you to finally to love really me. love That's you, and that we were finally in our honeymoon <laughs> phase, and we we had yeah. skipped that. And and um, while that is not true, there is some truth to it. Took it took quite a while for us to just I feel like have consistent peace, <coughs> and um, for us to just be at a good place. And he's. Uh, you know, I'm just grateful for him and every challenge we face in life that he's he's a godly man and a godly leader of our family and um and I just love him. So yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm grateful right now for I think where we're at um with us. Hey man, that's great. There you go. Love it. Ori, what about you? To be alive. Yeah. Yeah. Given the news of the day. Yes. But we'll talk yes. about it later. But yeah. Yeah, man. Nothing kind of puts things into perspective. Then is that a cliffhanger? People are gonna have to listen to the yeah. Yes. You got to you yeah, got to know what you're talking stay about tuned because yeah. stay tuned. Uh, I didn't think this was gonna happen today. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Um, here we are. And this w- this is gonna come out in, you know, May. 
Yeah. Right. So a few months. Yeah. yeah. So, so time. But it'll tell. be good. It'll be good, nevertheless. So absolutely. Um, let's get into kind of the meat and potatoes here. Um, Katie, we'll just start with you, ladies first. Where did you grow up? Uh, what was that like? Um, uh, I know you're an only child, uh, but just what's that dynamic like? Raised in church, all that good stuff. Kind of where were you? Uh, where were you at in that kind of early stages of your life? Um, I'll tell you a little bit. I think mine kind of leads more into ours as a totality. But um, uh, growing up was I grew up in a, in a godly home. Mom and dad, dad got saved and baptized in our uh, hot tub when I was two years old. Uh, but mom had had been a believer before they got married and. Um, you know, never missed the Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, extra activity, potluck, you name it, you know, we were there and I'm very grateful for that. I think that there's been times I've struggled with that only because I don't have like that one defining moment of when did you get saved and go from, you know, before Jesus to this. And, and I, I do, you know, I can't recall. I remember I grew up in private school till high school. I went, I remember being in kindergarten and, you know, going down forward at an altar call and getting saved um, probably the first time because that's what people were doing. I was five. But, you know, it wasn't until sure. later that I really understood yeah. what that meant. Um, right. I got baptized uh, when I was 12. And and by that point, I definitely, you know, knew and understood, like, what it meant to, um, to follow Jesus and to have him be the Lord of my life. And so I, I am very thankful for the foundation I grew up on because of my parents, um, and both just being, um, people of faith, they loved, they loved God and they loved each other. And that was, and they loved me. And that was apparent every day. Uh, I, they were, it was kind of a unique upbringing. My parents were 20 years apart. Um, I was my parents only child and it (sighs) took them quite a while to have me. And I have half siblings, but they're, uh, much older. In fact, the, the oldest is the same <coughs> age as my mom. So I, I was raised as the only one at home. They were all quite a bit older and already out and, and married and had, you know, different lives. Um, so there, you know, there's an interesting dynamic yeah. to growing up like that and to, sure. you know, dad being, I've been told a lot by them. I had a different dad than they did. Their dad was still the working, trying to build his business and companies and, and busy. And my dad was, didn't miss a practice or a game and right, right. um you know was was practically just kind of retired and doing wha- what he wanted by the time I was around but uh you know overall I really I had a really really good childhood um was super involved in school Did uh, you grow up here I grew up in Ponca City Ponca City, PC. Ponca City. yeah the PC. valley uh I don't know if that's what they call I it I know no, I don't think I've ever heard that. No, but it yeah. is now. Good, good, <laughs> you know what try. I mean? <laughs> Welcome to PC Pun- the Valley. Pumpkin City, PC, Ponca, yeah. Yeah. P-Town. Sports, uh, into sports, into, I mean, all that uh, stuff. I played a, a little bit of everything growing up. I played basketball the longest for five or six years. Um, I mean, there wasn't much I didn't. What was your thing in high school? I mean, just I was just really, grades? I was. Did you have any extracurricular On uh, the drill team, but I was one of those just... I was very social. I've always been very social, and I was, you know, class president at one point, and student council, and involved in DECA and th- all the things, yeah. um, all the the clubs and the extracurricul- extracurriculars. Yeah. Um, I 
like to tease Ori that I I took AP classes, so I graduated with a 4.7 and was number seven out of 350 kids in and my the graduating 4. 7 class. The 4.7 was possible. <laughs> 4.7 was seventh? Yeah. Dang. That's Holy crazy. moly, that, that is crazy. And, that is and crazy. then as... You know, we'll get to later. I didn't end up graduating college, so he likes to. Then <laughs> <laughs> that's why I have to use that as yeah, my yeah. Because <laughs> he wasn't gives me a hard time about my that. GED class. <laughs> Dang, yeah, that's yeah. impressive. But I know the that glory days impressive. back then. Right. You know. Yes. Um, but I just I had a really good, yeah. good, a good upbringing, a good childhood. I'm very involved in you know youth group and and yeah. I didn't party, I didn't drink, I didn't do any of that in high school. I was a good girl, and we were the house that. Everyone, the non-partiers hung out at and just, you know, we're always doing something on the weekends. So it was, yeah. it was just, it was fun. Yeah. It was yeah. really fun time growing up. Yeah. Ori, what about you? Where'd you grow up? Family dynamics, siblings. Um, what was that like? What was that like for you? Uh, so I know you were, you were young when you were born. That's right. But you don't have to go back. You were born yeah, at a very young, young age. Yeah. <laughs> born and raised in Spalpa. Grew up in the same house throughout my childhood. Mom and dad still live there. Um, we, uh, <laughs> mom forced us to go to church. Yeah. Dad didn't go. Yeah. Um, I had a hard time going to church. Didn't want to go to church. Dad didn't go. I wanted to be with dad. Right. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to do what dad wanted to do. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know why he chose not to go to church. He believes in God and he believes in Christ, but he just, for whatever reason, didn't yeah. want to go. Right. So mom always forced us to go. Didn't have a choice. I was going to church whether I wanted to go or not. So went to church all, <clears throat> all my life, and uh, interesting. So I I had uh, I got saved at sixteen. Part of the reason why I got saved at sixteen, I'll kind of fill you back back up and fill you in. So third grade, I'm walking home from school. We lived about five six blocks from the school. Found my first got introduced into pornography at this time. Yeah, third Found grade, third grade. Third grade. Found yeah. a magazine laying on the sidewalk. Yeah. Oh, just wow. laying on the sidewalk. Really? Yeah. Like on our way home from school. Picked it up, looked at it, put it in my backpack, took it home. Of course, third grade, you're not, I didn't, I didn't hide it very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mom yeah. found it. Yeah. Brought it. What is this? Well, I just found that walking home from school. Yeah, so then you, hard, you tell me. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a hard. I don't know. You know, that's kind of like you know, it, even though it might be true, it does sound like oh, you put gold in the fire and out <laughs> came this calf. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He's yeah. happy. I just found this walking down the street. Yeah, for sure. So anyhow, found that and didn't really, you know, at that time being in third grade, mom found it, took it away, whatever. Well, as time goes on, I begin to. Seek this stuff out. I yeah. found it yeah. at cousins' houses, and they had their stash hidden. Find out where that's at, you know. So I become addicted to pornography in the junior high, high school, all yeah. the hormones, yeah. everything. Mm. And um, so I'm 16. Mom finds some more pornography in my bedroom that I had hidden. Brings it out, talks to me about it informs me you know this is very wrong i'm not going to allow you to have this in my home mm. well <clears throat> so dad didn't say much you know he's a oh, 16 year old boy yeah 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 go mom had a church revival i think within the two-week period of her mm. finding it so go to this revival 
because mom's dragging me there every night of the week. So we go to this tent revival. And I remember sitting in the back, and w- one of the 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 uh, worship leader w- was the pastor who married Katie and I. We both had a relationship with him at, at, in our, he was a youth group leader at the church we were going to at the time. And then the guy who was doing the message was a real good family friend. And throughout the message, I just felt like God was calling me like, you're, you're, you know who I am. You know about me, but you don't know me. Right. So go down front, bawling my eyes out, get saved, get baptized in a horse trough right there that same night. Yeah. Yeah. The next night, mom had saved all of that pornography that she'd found throughout the years in a bag. We brought it there and burned it that night so it was pretty powerful yeah like okay god i'm gonna give all let go all this stuff all this baggage that i have so move forward just got saved okay moving on going with god i'm gonna do things his way without a whole lot of good guidance in into what being a christian looks like yeah more so the you put on this face, you do this. Right. You know, you put on this facade. You don't ever be true and authentic. So did that through through high school, going out, partying still, doing all the things that everybody in the world does. Mm. But I've been saved. But at the same time, didn't really. I wanted to be, have friends. I wanted to be popular. Yeah. So doing all those things, go to college at Oklahoma State, just kind of doing my own thing left God out of it you know God you stay back home yeah I'm, I'm going up here to have fun and and to get my education so <clears throat> spent five years at OSU met Katie on year four I believe and uh are you impeding upon my story Huh? Are you getting into my part? I'm sure it'll overlap I'm sure I'm it'll, over, it'll overlap it it'll overlap I'm kidding. yeah but met her at a friend's <laughs> wedding and uh, I had to take summer classes that year. Talked to her for about three or four weeks. She was living in Stillwater at the time. Then I had to go back home. Well, she had a boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of, I was, I fell off. She didn't talk to me. Right. Went through de- major depression because I love this woman. This was the woman I want to spend the rest of my life with. <laughs> Started drinking really heavily again. Yeah. My senior year. I think we would get to the bar at three or four o'clock in the afternoon and stay there till eight or nine. Wow. Me and my buddies that we ran around with. Yeah. And uh, did that and showed up at her house at two o'clock in the morning, stone drunk, trying to rekindle this fire. Mm-hmm. And she's like, What are you doing here? You know, so getting into our story a little bit. Yeah. But. Thankfully, the she came back was around. Over at the time yeah. that he showed okay, up so at about, two in the morning. Oh, that's what he's leaning ayo, out. Hey <laughs> Okay, so how about this? How about we back Sheesh. up and you oh, pick said, up? You care. pick up uh, where you want to pick up and then lead us up to that point, right? So tell your story that leads up to this the two a.m. Uh, uh, Romeo showing up. Basically, yeah. Okay. I with was the, so with the Boone's farm. I knew the other one was in on the couch, and I'm like, "What is Ori doing oh here?" Like, I, you know, hurry and shut the door behind me and step out on the porch. And what are you doing? 
<laughs> oh, this is getting good. All right. Uh, okay, so walk so, us up to that so point because he covered a lot of ground. He did. Uh, and, and mine's, a, I think, like I said before, mine's a little more colorful leading up to that point than his. Um, not more important, just more more drama, maybe. <laughs> a few more, more twists, a few more turns. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so graduated high school, went to Oklahoma State. Um the end of high school, I'd had a boyfriend that, that really wasn't the best for me, and I knew it, but I think I part of me, even though I, I didn't, I still wasn't partying and drinking, I I knew that he didn't love Jesus like he needed to, and, yeah. and you know, I probably allowed some of his influence, well, I, I know I did, I allowed some of that influence in, and and so that I knew my in my heart the, the whole relationship, that wasn't good, so that ended, um, I went to, to OSU, I, I wasn't dating anyone uh, there was a really good family friend. At, he's two years younger than me. Our our moms were best friends, and we'd grown up in church together since birth. Towards the end of my freshman year, uh, him and I started dating, and he was a really good guy. His dad was one of our pastors of the church, um, and so he was still in high school because he was younger, but he was a really good guy. Um, and freshman year, was it was good. I joined a sorority at Oklahoma State and was really involved and I was in the honors college um that whole year I was going to do law school my dad had always joked that we needed more good honest lawyers and politicians in this world of course which he laughed about because you know a lot of people say that's that's an oxymoron but yeah uh I let politics I loved that in high school and I thought okay I'm gonna go I'm gonna do pre-law so I was taking some honors you know early law classes introductory classes just to kind of get a feel for that freshman year as, as well as other general classes and uh so freshman year was great um and then uh I think finals had I, I didn't start dating this this younger guy till about March or April of that year and then I think finals were over and then that's when I really feel like uh life took a dramatic turn and changed for me and uh finals they must have ended and my dad had been feeling bad for a while uh, one of the doctors in our small town had misdiagnosed him with having a stroke that had been in probably april of 2007 and then in may his primary care doctor who's a really a good guy and a good friend of the family he did some more scans and that same day that he did those he called and said I have an appointment with you this afternoon in Oklahoma City um, with a neurosurgeon. What I'm, what I'm seeing was in a stroke. It looks like you have a tumor in the brain. And I remember I went with mom and dad. Just the three of us went down that day in May. And we went in. And, you know, granted, the day before all this, we thought dad had had a stroke. And just kind of, you know, he'd been kind of funny for yeah. a month or two, just not feeling right. And we went into the office. And they said, well, he has stage four brain cancer. Mm. Um and it's pretty severe. We need to operate ASAP. Wow. So we, you know, are just taking this with strides. And um, I was super close to mom and dad growing up. And, and it we were very close as a family. And so this was tough. And within a few days, he had surgery. And uh, that's one thing, you know, in, in the midst of anything as a Christian, like God's presence is there, right? And that's, I look back and, and my biggest memory of that day is um I think we were at Mercy Hospital and the waiting room was filled I mean Mm. I bet we had over 50 people there just supporting us that had just come in to wait all day with us and pray with us and bring (sighs) food 
and people drove up from Ponca and, you know, friends and family just around the area had drove in and, and I'll just never forget, you know, being loved on in that way that day. And so dad had surgery. They weren't able to get as much as they wanted. I remember the surgeon coming out and, and finally an, an aunt had the guts to speak up and say, well, you know, what's his prognosis? And they said, well, probably six months to a year. So, okay. Uh, so I remember driving back to Ponca. He was still in the hospital for a few days and just, uh, the song, uh, is it casting crowns? I'll praise you in this storm came on. And that just kind of became like my song for that period of life. And I just clung to that. I wasn't, I wasn't angry at God. Um, I mean, I think a, a lot of it happened so fast. I didn't really, I was processing as we went, but I just, there were still so many things to see about of God's goodness in the midst of those trials we faced that summer. And it, it was a, it was a very unique summer. Dad ended up going uh, back home and the kind of chemo and radiation they decided to do was uh, chemo by mouth, a pill. The radiation, we had to drive to Oklahoma City four out of five days a week for about two months. Goodness gracious. Well, what was so amazing that still to this day blows me out of the water was we had a sign-up list so full of people willing to take him on a daily basis so mom and I um, and his other children didn't have to be the only ones taking him that there was like a waiting list of people to take him and it was so cool because we had all these different friends and family just rallying around us and that would come and pick him up and a different person would take him every day so mom was able to have a little um, I think just just tie, you know, sh- we're still trying to process, but right. he's to the point now he's, I remember that summer him trying to get dressed and putting his socks on his hands or trying to brush his teeth with his razor blade or, you know, yeah. it, it was hard and, and, and he was there mentally, but everything else was deteriorating. And that's what was so frustrating for him. Mm-hmm. It was, a v- it was a very um, difficult summer and it was very difficult to watch your dad go through something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so to have those friends and family that were willing to take him every day, I think it was precious for dad and them to each have time and all these people that have been a part of his life for years that came and rallied and loved on him and, and did that every day for months and, and <coughs> hardly the same person twice because there were so many. Um, but also we just, you know, we just really felt, we felt loved on that summer. Um, and then there were times that, you know, I just look back and I think like as a 19-year-old, it was really hard. I remember... I was cleaning my mom and dad's bathroom one day to help mom out. And I was on my hands and knees on the master bathroom, like scrubbing the tile. And at this point, the things were advancing and dad was, uh, they put a hospital bed in their master bedroom. And so he's right in the other room and I can just hear him just like crying out to God. And, and he can't articulate a lot at this point, but he's just like pleading, like in pain, just like, Oh God, just take me. And that's what I just kept hearing. And mm. just like, you know, to hear your dad yeah, at that age, just at that point that, um, you know, that was his prayer. Like it was just, I didn't blame him. Um, but it was, it was hard. It was a hard summer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there are a lot of good and good and good things that, you know, God's just his, his goodness is amazing. And, um, we just had so many people that loved on us that summer. So anyways, what uh, I the end of July, his was going to be a big birthday for him. So we were planning a huge party. We knew he really wasn't able to, to talk and do much, but we knew it could possibly be his last one. And yeah. it be, we'd sent out the invitations, you know, to hundreds of people that had been a part of his life for years and years. And um, it became very apparent quickly as the date neared that it wasn't going to happen. 
And so we canceled the party. And my youth group went on a float trip at the end of July. And I remember debating, like, do I go? Do I not? Um, but he was, he, I mean, we knew that it, it he wasn't going to make it the year that they told us that he right. was going to have it. It He'd gone downhill very quickly. But uh, I felt like I, I could go. So it was two nights, and we went to Tahlequah. And then on the way back, I remember getting a call from a family member. And she said, you know, he hasn't been responsive since this morning. It's, you know, we're, we don't know how much time. We were in, I think we were in Tulsa at that point. So I just remember thinking, like, I just got to get home. I got to get home. And uh, I remember getting home. And by this point, his other children, everybody was there. Uh, his other children were there. And I think everybody had had their chance to say goodbye alone. Um, so I just remember going in and crawling in bed with him and just holding his hand and telling him, you know, it was okay that he'd go and uh, that we'd be okay. And that his legacy, you know, would live through us. And that, I, you know, I, I knew what he was about to see and witness was was better than anything, Amen. you know, on this side of eternity. And Amen. and so uh, I just, you know, that was just such a, like, just knowing that, you know, your daddy's your daddy's about to go and tell him, like, releasing him. You know, it was just such a weird, like, surreal feeling. Um, but we spent the rest of that evening, all of us around his bedside, and telling stories and... Um, just sharing things about him. And it was a special time and playing hymns and his, when he uh, got into the oil business, he didn't graduate. He didn't go to college. Uh, so when he, when he got into the oil business years ago and is out of high school, um, he'd met a man named Philip Landers who ended up being his partner and, and very best, best friend for over 40 years. And Philip was the only one that was still hadn't got there. And uh, Philip got there and, they were big on handshakes in that air, so shook his hand one more time and, you know, yeah. told him, thanks, Pard. It's been a it's been a ride. And within like three minutes we watched him take his last breath. Wow. And uh so yeah. it it was just it was special, but it was crazy and to get and to walk through that at you know, I mean I know you're you're growing up at nineteen, but you're not either. Right. And um and so th- that was really hard for me. However, I I didn't let myself grieve at the time and that's my biggest regret and I am big on affirmation and and people tell me how proud they are of me and I had so many people those first few months say uh you know Katie you are being so strong for your mom you are so you put these Kleenexes here just for me yes I knew it (laughs) thank you uh (laughs) and I mean at the funeral I had I'd uh, written his obituary and I'd got up and read it and made it through and and you know and, and people were just like you you are you're being so strong for your mom your mom needs this right now your mom needs you to be strong mom never said that mom never put that on me I put yeah. that on myself so I really took that per- I was like I gotta be strong I she's got all this this business to learn how to run and his his companies to figure out and and all the the you know he did everything so she had so much to figure out in such a short amount of time and uh to take over and it's like I, okay i got this i, yeah. I got this right. so uh that was and, and mom and i both regret that we didn't grieve more together that was kind of we kind of both went our in a way went different ways at that point with our grief where you know she's feeling it and i'm back at college and i'm just trying to stay involved in everything and just stay too busy to, to really think about it and yeah. so uh sophomore year went by I I was having I was dealing with some health issues and 
I was diagnosed. They checked a lot of things. I was ended up being diagnosed with chronic fatigue, which is basically them saying, we don't know why you're so tired all the time, but here's yeah. some Ritalin to help. And uh, mm. I, looking back, I think it was trauma and stress and grief. But Ritalin became addictive. And, and for, like, my case with being tired, you know, it's a stimulant. So they gave it to help wake me up. And so that kind of began this relationship with stimulants that ended up not being good in the long run. But at the time, like I, w- I mean, I, I was tired and I could fall asleep. I couldn't hardly stay awake through a class and you know, they couldn't figure out what was going on. So here's some stimulants and yeah. okay, great. They help like awesome. Uh, so, um, my Apple watch, Minnie Mouse. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shout out Minnie. Uh, What's up? Yes. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Sophomore year was good. Sophomore year was good. I made it through. Still trying to just be strong and survive and be strong for mom. Went back quite a bit. Um, still dating the younger guy. And, and you know, he's he's a great support and a great guy at the time. And uh, so the summer, the summer leading into the uh, junior year was rough. And I had, I'd had some panic attacks. And at one point, there was some well-meaning, very close family friends. I remember they tried to commit me to Brookhaven in, in Tulsa and thought mm. I needed inpatient and and I wasn't having it and and I don't really think I did and I've wondered that over the years you know like would that have helped and I, I don't think it's what I needed at the time and I yeah. think if anything they it made me feel crazier or worse than I was already feeling I think I um you know I just I just needed to let myself to grieve and feel and be yeah, and, and right. I wasn't and so that come that summer kind of started um uh where I just, I was more tired, was taking more Ritalin just, and, and they were prescribing. I wasn't abusing it at this point. Um, had started some counseling and, uh, went into junior year and, and looking back, I can kind of see it starting to spiral. I didn't at the time, but looking back, I can kind of see things starting to spiral a little and, um, me trying to fill a void, you know, mm. probably left by dad. And, and sure. I was still, you know, still going to church. I was still in the word. I truly like, I never blamed God. I mean, I, I questioned, like, I wondered why, why did you allow this? Why did you have to take him? Why are we walking through this? But I never got angry and I never blamed him. Um, and so I'm still at this time living with the Lord. And, uh, then I turned 21 and I never drank and partied, never had a potty mouth. And then, you know, I went to Oklahoma state university in Stillwater, Oklahoma and, when you're 21, you go to the strip. And so I slowly allowed that influence to sink in. And and I wouldn't say that I ever, like, I never felt like I struggled with alcoholism as far as becoming an alcoholic, but I just started drinking and partying a lot. Um, I think it's just another way to fill that void. Yeah. And uh, so I turned 21, and, and then I really started pulling away. I think when I started drinking, I started pulling away from all the people that really loved me and that the 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 boyfriend I was dating he was like I said he was a godly guy and I started pulling away from him and and treating him not very well and had so many really special good friends just from home that just really special friendships and started just pulling away from everybody you know I, I was ashamed what I was doing I felt guilty but it was fun and you know I wouldn't I wasn't gonna stop yeah. at the time so I uh I, on Valentine's Day that year, so it's 2009, I'm at my best friend's wedding. Um, 
Her name is Amy, and she's still one of my dearest friends. And I was in her wedding, and my grandma had been living with us for years from before my dad died. And right before we went to the ceremony, I found out that grandma had died. Mm. And it was like that was kind of the cat, like that kind of, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back maybe. Like I'd held in the grief from dad, but then that just kind of. Right. And so I really felt like I started spiraling from there. Um, really didn't end things well with the the boyfriend that I had been dating and, and he and I struggled with years. He was a good guy and I I just was slowly becoming yeah. a hot mess. Um and so that whole summer just drinking, going out to the strip. It's funny that I never ran into Ori, but then we've decided he started drinking at three and we didn't make it out till about 11 at night. So he was home in bed. <laughs> different, different schedule. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know. He said, been there, done that. I'm already gone. Yep. Yes. I had a 730 class to be at. So. Wow. Well, yeah, we got I, I never okay. did that. Well, I never did that. So, yeah, we had a really fun summer. Uh living a life that I knew was wrong and that I felt very convicted about quite often and um, had my, I bought a house and st- I hadn't bought a house. Mom had bought a house in Stillwater that I lived in and two of my very best friends paid rent and, and lived there. And, um, they, uh, let's see. So fall of fall of senior year, I really just that spiral had kept going. And I, I was just becoming more destructive and behaviors and, and just pushing people away. And, I remember um, between semesters, they came to me one night and they told me that they were moving out, that that they couldn't deal with me anymore was basically like what it was. And that just rocked my world. Mm. And it was like a wake up call. Like, oh my goodness, this is how far I like Mm. my best friends can't even like don't know how to deal with the you know the mental health where I was the grief the the way the grief was manifesting itself it wasn't healthy the way it was manifest man, manifesting itself and um, I remember that night I didn't want I want I think I just wanted to feel cared about um, but I remember leaving and the water is about two hours from where my dad's buried and I didn't tell anybody I was leaving I didn't tell anybody where I was going I just I just like wanted this this whole mess to end and I drove to his grave and I just remember just like crying and it was I mean it was after midnight and I wasn't answering phone calls I turned off my phone so nobody could find me and and uh mom was you know super worried and I just remember feeling so alone and that and I wish I could say that was rock bottom but that was kind of I think the beginning uh of rock bottom yeah and I I quit taking classes at that point I was three and a half years in and probably had more credits than that because I'd done concurrent senior year but was three and a half years in and um, just felt, I mean, just where I was, I, I just, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I was, I couldn't function. I couldn't do it. I was just falling into this, this pit of, of depression. And um, so quit taking classes, was living by myself. And so a lot of, um, was becoming suicidal. I had plans to carry it out several times and just the way like God intervened each time is, is just crazy to look back and see. Um, but just, just a really low, had lost all self-worth. Um, just didn't, you know, just felt like nobody understood where I was and what I was going through, which is a total lie from the enemy and felt like I was all alone, which is again, the farthest thing when, when 
my mom and, you know, so many people loved me and cared about me and were praying for me and reaching out. And I just, I mean, I quit texting. I quit answering phone calls for months and months. And so it was a rough place. Um, mom, uh, we got into a psychologist, a psychiatrist. We got into a psychiatrist in Oklahoma City. So she'd come highly recommended. Start getting on some medication and see if we could figure out what was going on with me and, and kind of get me on a better path. Uh, she started some meds and started some different kinds of therapies and then had referred me to a psychologist there in Oklahoma City who I started seeing. And this one treatment I did with a psychiatrist for probably two or three months, I had to drive down every day of the week. And so I was driving down from Stillwater for this treatment every day. And then two out of three days of the week, I'd go see the psychologist. <laughs> so that was like my life that semester. It was like, size, yeah. And <laughs> I mean, I was just, you know, I'm 18 years old. Or no, how old was I at that point? I was not 18. 21. <laughs> 21. Yeah. 21, thank you. I was going back instead of forward. <laughs> Blame it on all the He's kids. Like, wait, she's losing it. <laughs> I am. 16 <laughs> at college? Wait, what? <laughs> uh, no, I wasn't that smart. Um, <laughs> 4.7 is pretty smart. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, anyway. <laughs> just just, uh, just good with studying. That's yeah, all it was. So it was during this time, too, that I got diagnosed with narcolepsy. And the, the fatigue had just was more exasperated. So we ended up being referred to a sleep specialist. Um, and they did some tests. And so I was diagnosed with narcolepsy. And, and so life is just weird, right? I'm 20, 22 now, actually, I think, as we've mm -hmm. decided. And, you know, dropped out of college, living, it just was weird. I was, I didn't even recognize who I was, right? I just had become, I didn't know who this person was. And it was so far from the me I knew and the me I grew up as. And the, and it just, it was, it was tough. Would you say this was just a product of not grieving in a healthy way or at all? Yeah, I think that's where it all started. Yeah. And then even though I, I never felt like I pulled away from God, I, I did. And I never turned to drugs. I did smoke weed once and had like a weird, it was not a good experience. <laughs> so I never did it again. <laughs> but so, I mean, alcohol here. And, and honestly, by this point, the fun of the alcohol was over. You know, my best friends had moved yeah. out and left me and, and it, it nothing was fun. So the, that had stopped really, the partying, the drinking. Um, I had picked up smoking cigarettes, which I mean, that's better than hardcore drugs. But looking back, that was again, like I was so ashamed of it, but it mm -hmm. was, it was a coping mechanism. Right. And I mean, I wouldn't, I didn't want anybody to see me doing it or know about it. Cause that is not who Katie was. And so I, you know, Virginia I would slams. No, well, it started <laughs> out. <laughs> What'd you smoke? I'm just they, they don't have them anymore. But, uh, yeah. Cam uh, were they camels? Oh my goodness, no. it's been so long. Pink? No, the pinks. It was before you. I started on. That's what no. the whole appeal was the because there was a cigarette that were you called changed. pinks. Learn something okay. new. Yes, yes. yes. Right. But then it became it, it became smooth. I couldn't do like I was full just on menthol. Newports. <laughs> no. <laughs> Newports. No. No. Couldn't do that. Couldn't I don't do even reds. know what you're talking I about. I did one of those so. one time about vomiting. You don't really? I was in Newport. I like Newports. Newports and Cools. I don't oh, know what I like, that means. Yeah. Cool. I had cool. to have a little yeah. minty. Yeah. Freshen your <laughs> breath. Freshen your breath <laughs> while you inhale cancer. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what you. 
Yeah. Cancer in your lungs, <laughs> mint on your breath. There you go. That's an ad <laughs> campaign for them. There you go. There you, you go. go Look at that. We're just our first sponsor million. will be like some kind of menthol cigarette. <laughs> Why did I get an email uh, community from recap this sponsored by company Newport? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We don't we don't want you to smoke them, but they're giving us money <laughs> that's to right. talk about yeah. it. That's right. Okay. Do it. So Jeez. you're 22. Life is just spiraled out <laughs> of control. Your basically life consists of going to a psychiatrist and a psychologist. Yes. And the, the sleep doctor had got me off the stimulants and was trying some different kind of not as hard, I guess, um, or strong medications to kind of figure that aspect out. She was basically taping, taking prescription meth. No, not yet. Oh. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. No. Not yet. We got to work up to it. Not okay. Yet. Not yet. Yeah. Um, so a really dear friend, probably since diapers, his name is Brian. Uh, he's still a good friend of ours. We just went and saw them in Arkansas last weekend. He was getting married that March and he knew Ori from construction. We were doing construction management classes together, had all of our classes together. So yeah. we've become pretty good friends. So I went back for Brian's wedding and this was probably one of the first times I'd been in public. I mean, I had severe anxiety at this point. I'm struggling with, you know, every little task is becoming hard. I've gotten crazy OCD and I'm just, you know, cleaning for hours a day. And like the most menial task is taking forever. And I'm just like mentally not healthy. And so I I didn't want to see anybody that I knew. I didn't want to go out in public. I sure didn't want to go back home to Ponca. I didn't want to run into any friends or anybody. So I just, you know, I'd become a hermit and had isolated (coughs) and thought, okay, got to pull myself together. I really, I didn't want to miss the wedding. He was important to me. So the wedding, uh, I, somewhere in this last six months, I began dating another guy that I'd run into at a bar, (laughs) but he was from Ponca and we'd actually kind of been boyfriend, girlfriend in middle school and hadn't seen each other all these years. Yeah. You know what happens in the Valley stays in the Valley. (laughs) And we're back to the valley. <laughs> I'm trying to make this a thing. I want to make it a thing. I don't know anyway. you're going to make it a thing. Right. Talk to people. Yeah. I don't know. I've just got my slims over here. My pinks, <laughs> whatever they are. Uh, or you could have a crush where it can start out normal and then you crush it and then it's menthol. Yeah. I don't it's care fun. what it is as long as it's fun. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, great. Good deal. Uh, and we take a break in this segment <laughs> to give you a sponsor by <laughs> Newport. <laughs> Lord help us. Oh. Okay, so you've been dating this, so guy. Been dating this guy. You met at a bar for about six months leading <laughs> up yes, to the yes. wedding of, br- of just, Brian. It's just, yes. And, and again, I you know, this hey, is Brian. another relationship I knew probably wasn't the best for me, but he's, yeah. he's, you're he's, not dating he's alone Brian. For the you're ride. dating, no, no, Brian's, Brian's, getting, Brian's married. getting married. Brian's, oh yes. Brian Brian's getting is married. getting married, right. um, was dating the other guy. Mutual hometown. So uh, you come to this wedding. So I go to the wedding, and you know I'd been put on the the sleep doctor put me on a different medication right before the wedding, and I'd been really nauseous and not feeling good. But I was like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna push through, and I'm gonna go to this wedding. So I went to the wedding, and the only two seats left in the whole place were at Ori's table, and I wasn't sitting, and I was seeing high school friends. But my mom and our dear friend Walima. Uh, found seats at Ori's table. Okay. So basically, the long, the the, so sh- the short version is, he he was watching me all night. I had no it's idea. Now, is this the first time y'all have met? Yep. Yes. Okay. So this is the first time you met at Brian's wedding. 
So we go to the reception. I've got a fish. I'm big into fishing at this time. He'd written women off. You, at this now point. you were actually on the Oklahoma State. I was not fishing. interested I in was men. Let me clarify. Correct. He just had yes. written off women. I was president of the fishing team at OSU right. at this time. Right. So tournament fishing was big to me. I'd written off women. I didn't care. Yeah. I wanted to fish, fish. Right. Yeah. and that's all I wanted to do. So I had a tournament the next morning. So I'm basically I'm going. Okay, I feel obligated to go to the reception because sure. I want to say hi to him and let him know that I was here and I but cared to come. Make an appearance. But I'm just coming and I'm yeah, going to go. That's right. So I'm sitting at a table with some of our other college friends. We all came together. So we're just drinking and having a good time and just, okay, i got to get out of here pretty quick. And uh, her mom and her mom's best friend sat down at the table with us and we're just kind of sh- having small talk conversation or whatever. But at some point, I can't remember exactly when. It's pretty early on. I see Katie walk by in this black dress, and I'll never forget it. Mm. And I was just like, "You was in love." Yep, tractor beam sucked me right in. I couldn't. He said, "I'm into women now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think about anything else. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there talking to my best friend. Yeah. About hey, did you see this girl? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. of course, he's got his girlfriend next to him. So we're talking and she overhears yeah. us talking and she's like, Oh, you think she's pretty? You want me to go get her to come over? And I'm like, no, don't, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah, don't. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm a, I, I'm a shy guy. I don't just go up and talk to people yeah. most of the time. So I was like, I'm definitely not talking to her. She's way out of my league. <laughs> so go through the night. I'm drinking some more talking. We finally figure out through talking to her mom's best friend that her mom is sitting right next to me. So she'd been hearing what you're saying? She'd been hearing oh, all Katie, of what I'm saying. Her, Katie's, Katie's mom, mom is sitting next to yes. you Boy. and hears all this. Yes. Yes. And one of and my mom's best friends who did thickens. not like Seriously. hometown boy that I was dating. So uh, mom's best friend jumps on the Ori train yeah. and is like, oh, I, uh, mm-hmm. give me your number. I'll give you her number. Like, I'm wearing a cowboy me. hat at the wedding and yeah. you know, talking, yes ma'am, no ma'am. So sure. she's all about Ori. Okay. She, doesn't, she doesn't really know Ori at this point, so. obviously. <laughs> Thanks, just babe. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. That's just right. kidding. Okay. So as the night goes on, I'm getting, you make more, the impression. I'm getting more and more embarrassed finding out that I've right. been sitting here talking about yeah. this girl next to her mom and her mom's best friend. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. I gotta. Well, he get, no before he before that, you got to use the restroom, and I just happened to go over and check on Mom and Walima during that time, and yes. they were like, "Hey, have you seen this cowboy sitting at our table? Because he is. He thinks. I think the word was he thinks you're gorgeous, mm-hmm. and I hadn't paid you know a hill of beans of attention to them and what yeah. was going on and. So, no, uh, but I sure did after that. So he came back and sat down, and and I don't think I thought much of it other than. You know, oh, this is fun. I'm just going to flirt a little. So <laughs> I think that. Playing with my heart. Someone right. got you to come dance. Mm-hmm. Did we dance? He no. That. We didn't dance. I he was leaving. I thought we danced. Bread. No, <laughs> we did not. That's what it was. That's what it was. That's what it was. We didn't dance at all. Mint, minty. So I was like, okay, I got to go. I got to get back to Tulsa. It's yep. like 11 o'clock at night. I got right. an hour and a half drive to get back home. I got to be up at five to go to the Fishes tournament. I got to go. So I go out, I'm, or I'm walking out tr- as fast as I can. He's out, and I see she him leaving. Me, cuts me off. At the So stairs. I hear you think I'm cute. And you were just going to wow. leave and like, not I love anything. it, I love it. Dang. So the word on the street. Yes. Yeah. So people are so talking. I'm stuttering. Like, uh, uh, Walima told. Walima. <laughs> yeah. Walima uh-huh. spilled the beans. 
So then we started talking. We talked for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Did you make the tournament? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I right. still ended up going yeah. home. And he said, you fine, but I'm still going fishing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your phone was dead that You ain't night. as fine as yeah. them fish. <laughs> so I, uh, I, my phone had died, so I couldn't text her anything, but I got her phone number from my friend. And so I had texted her as soon as my phone came back on, and we'd text a little bit yeah. here and there. But then I didn't hear from her. I went and fished that tournament, and I'm like head over heels in love with this woman after I've seen her and talked to her for yeah. a little right. bit. And uh, It was one of those I'm going to marry her moments, and I'm like, I don't who is this redneck this cowboy from This is March of Creek 2009. County. 10. To 10, 2010. Yep. yep. So March of 2010, I seen her, talked to her. Then nothing. Crickets. Yeah. Well, then mm-hmm. school was out. In May. And he was there for a summer class. So somehow we got to hang I, out because Hometown Boy and I were taking a little break. Okay. And Brian and I, the guy who got, whose wedding Brian we were, was working right. hard to hook us up. That's right. Me and right. Brian had been talking because we're still going to classes together. Still right. seeing it, And I'm just like, she just ghosted me and fell off the face of the earth. And yeah. he's like, don't give up on her. She's having a really hard time kind of filled me in on some of what she was going through right. with her dad dying and everything. So I'm like, okay, so I'll be persistent now. Yeah. yeah. And, and True love is persistent. Listen, but there's a balance to perssistence. <laughs> well, there, there is. There is it, She's saying there you is were a too line that goes yeah. into stalking. Like, and yeah. I, I have told him. But, <laughs> but I didn't come. I, I wasn't Yo. stalking you. Okay, no, but here's. We had three really fun weeks when he was still in Stillwater for that summer class. And it was one of those we'd stay up all night talking out on a blanket under the stars. And, and yeah. physically, nothing happened. We just had yeah, really good conversation. That that heart right. However, yeah. when those three weeks ended and it came time for him to head back to Saptown, he wrote Sap me a letter town. confessing his love for me. Yeah. And yeah. that scared you away that terrified me but sometimes you got to shoot your shot sometimes you know you just do what you do and and he did at one point and then he wondered why he didn't hear from me i wrote a girl the lyrics to boys to men song and gave it to her like they were your own no i i mean it was of course of course why else would you write it no (laughs) i mean i don't know why i included it she probably read it anyway no way that freaked her out so (laughs) yeah man so how how'd she take it? She didn't. The, she, yeah, ghost, I mean, obviously ghosted me, you're with and Grace, there was no other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, God knew what He was doing. That's that, right. ain't, that ain't your Gracie. That ain't That's your right. girl. That ain't your Gracie. <laughs> I love Keep it. Keep on moving. So, um, what well, Ori? So the letter scares you off. Letter scared me off, and 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 hometown boy. Were you hoping that letter would have sealed the deal? Sealed yeah. it. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. He knew so he was going my, home for the summer, and I had never met anyone who I could share a conversation with like I did her there was yes I was physically attracted to her but there was so much more to us than just that you know being in your early 20s there's you know full of hormones as a guy sex 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 but it wasn't that way with Katie yeah it was I enjoyed our conversation I enjoyed just spending time with her yeah and uh, so do you want to hear a quick funny story when he came over for our first <laughs> date of those few weeks, yeah. um, I cooked him this big Mexican dinner at the house and we decided to stay in. I was going to cook him dinner and we cooked dinner and then watched a movie. Well, he didn't find out until, I don't know, probably after we were married. <laughs> she didn't cook the dinner. 
She no went, you went way. to a restaurant and no, and no my my roommate. I'd had a roommate move in over time, which she was going through a lot too. So we weren't <laughs> very healthy for each other. I'm pretty codependent, but she cooked the dinner and and I think Katie took it for her own. And I was like, "This is really good. You did a really good job." Yeah, yeah. Lied to me right and off. And so the now you have Ori going. <laughs> she can cook. Check. Mm-hmm. That's right. She, <laughs> right? she can. She yeah. can cook. I mean, that was a mistake. Gosh. So okay. I mean, that mm-hmm. could have influenced the letter. <laughs> it could have. Go it ahead. could have. Right. Yeah, if only he'd known. It was just the Mexican. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, Ori didn't know, and what I was facing was when I had um, uh, gone to Brian's wedding and had said, you know, I I was on a new medication and and I had been really nauseous, and that's what we contributed it to well the nausea never went away and um over the next few weeks I just got to thinking you know what is going on and I'd stopped taking the medication and then something dawned on me and I remember doing something I never dreamed um that I would ever do and I you know went to the store and went home and took a pregnancy test and uh it was positive and so this was this was you know, I'd, I'd met Ori, but they, this was, had nothing to do with Ori at, at this time. And, um, and I just remember b- never being more scared in my entire life. Um, never being more unsure of what to do. Never being more, like, ashamed and filled with shame and guilty. Um... And there was a lot that went into play during those next 10 days or so. And I, I felt very alone. Um, I didn't know what to do. I felt like mentally, like where I was mental health wise, I couldn't care for a child, but I also knew what I believed. And that's that life begins at conception. And, uh, you know, I grew up loving Jesus and, and never, never, you know, did not agree with abortion and, I went to, I was just, I was just desperate. I was so t- scared to tell anybody I knew, you know, I'd already been living this double life. What I felt like as, as you know, the last year or so from, and pulled away from all the people I truly loved and cared about and just had become this person I didn't even recognize and was so just, just so scared to go talk to, to that, that I know, you know, would have loved me and, and, and just, loved me with open arms and, and listened and, and wished I would have gone to them, but I didn't, I did go to a, uh, pro-life, um, like a Christian agency there in Stillwater and I met a, a lady named Sarah and, uh, we're still Facebook friends. She's, she's was, she was an amazing woman and prayed with me and really encouraged me and helped talk me through things. Um, and then I actually even went, she took me and I got an ultrasound and heard the heartbeat, um, but I just, Satan had, uh, you know, the enemy had just put so many lies in my head at that time, and I was, you know, I I had hit rock bottom at that time. I had hit rock bottom with feeling, before I found out, with feeling hopeless and not wanting to live and feeling just, you know, that what is there left to life, and it, just like I was never going to get out of this mm this pit right um i remember i would even i'd be driving all the time i remember listening to beth moore um 
getting out of the pit or whatever the name of the book was and just thinking like like in my own flesh I was in my and that's the key in my flesh I was trying everything at that time I knew to get better and get healthier and and like get my life back essentially and it yeah. just wasn't having you know just like falling further and deeper and it was getting darker and uh so I literally like contemplated like I would have rather ended my life than have to deal with the shame of telling people about the pregnancy. And so, um, and I, I wasn't the, the, the dad knew and didn't, wasn't super, uh, wasn't in favor of it either. Of didn't want, didn't want the baby. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, and so that kind of sealed the deal. Cause I just felt like I can't do this. I can't do this on my yeah. own. So I drove to Norman, Oklahoma and, um, had an abortion and that was um that was that was the lowest you know and so from that point I again I'd gotten really good at trying to hide grief at this point and mm -hmm. so I just pushed it to the back and went on and just and didn't deal with it and yeah. just felt like I, I truly had felt trapped and like I'd had no other option um and so what Ori didn't know is that I had actually been pregnant when he met me the first time. And in between that and him coming around that summer, um, I had made the decision to have an abortion. And so uh, there was a lot of, you know, underlying emotions and, and me just feeling like, you know, at, th at that point, at that point, I mean, that was in my mind, that was like the worst thing I could have ever done. In my mind, I was I was never going to be worth anything at this point. I had sure. I had done. You know, my parents had raised me to wait until marriage. And not only had I done that, but then I hadn't chosen life for my baby. And yeah. I just felt like there was nobody would ever want me. Nobody could ever love me. Um, that I couldn't ever tell anybody or they would just shun me or <laughs> judge me and, and excommunicate yeah. me from their life. And right. um, so I uh, just... I just hit it and I buried it and kept going. Uh, and really, and nothing really was different the next six months of my life than it had been. I just kept going to see psychiatrists and on more and more medication for depression and anxiety. And the sleep doctor at this point, what Ori was referring to earlier, he, uh, had put me on a basically like nothing, nothing we tried was working. The Ritalin and Adderall, my body had kind of got used to. So it was kind of the, what he explained as being like the legal form of meth. Um, and it was a pill, but I was on a very high dosage of it. Wow. And so, I mean, I'm five, eight, I was down to 105 pounds, 110 pounds and yeah. just, just survive. You know, it wasn't a life. It w I was, mm. I was still just kind of surviving and just feeling like what, ha am I ever going to have a life again? Or have I screwed up like so right. far beyond repair? Right. And, and my mom and I are very close and I, I just, like I couldn't tell her anything because I was so ashamed and I knew she would be ashamed and disappointed, which again, you know, a, a huge lie from the enemy. She's going to love me no matter what, just yeah. like, just right. like Jesus does. And, um, so I carried that and worked through that. Uh, and then I don't, I really don't really know what happened if I kind of just finally got to a better place where I, I knew <coughs> the hometown boy I'd been dating. It just wasn't, um, uh, it, it was more out of habit and I, I kind of felt like I couldn't, exist or survive without him he'd been there through 
through the pit and through the worst. And so I just kind of, I don't know if that's, you know, why I had allowed the relationship to go on as long as it did, but I finally, um, got to a point where I, I ended that relationship and it was during that next week that I think you were sitting around the table at home over Christmas break playing phase 10. Yeah. So back up a little bit. So she talked to me in May. I go back home. Crickets. Like she won't even respond to a text, a yeah. phone call, anything. So I am struggling because I feel like, God, you've given me something incredibly special. You've given me a gift. So I start spending more time in God's Word, kind of rekindling my relationship, you know, kind of rededicated yeah. my life. Yeah, you're living in Sepulpa? And for the summer. And she's you're in, in Stillwater. Still yeah. Okay. So I'm working, going th- going through the motions, going to work, doing all these things, nothing from her. Keep texting her every so often, nothing. So I sent her some flowers that summer. Lo and behold, the boyfriend that she was with, took the flowers, took possession of the flowers when they were delivered. They Nobody was home, so they took them back to the florist, and I said, hey, can you, uh, someone sent me flowers. Can you run and get them? <laughs> so to I your caused, boyfriend you said that? Uh-huh. Yeah. So he uh, picked so them I up caused, and brought them home and was like, uh-oh. who is this? And I never dreamed they were from Ori, or I clearly would have picked them up myself and thrown the card away. But yeah. So yeah. I'm causing drama for her at that point. Right. But don't hear back from her. Go back to school that fall going through you know this is my senior year so at this point just kind of okay i got my job lined up for after school i'm right just coasting just gotta finish it yep so having a hard time in the fall because i just can't stop thinking about katie yeah can't stop thinking about how beautiful of a person she was how much i enjoyed getting to know her and and talk to her those few weeks so yeah Spending a lot of time in the bar, drowning my sorrows, trying to find some other girl to to take her place and and uh, probably date it. Or, you know, I didn't, wouldn't even say I dated. Probably talked to two or three different girls throughout that fall semester and nothing was working out or clicking. So I'm back home for Christmas break. I've kind of decided, okay, God, I'm just going to write Katie off and not worry about it anymore. I'm I'm done messing with it. I've wasted too much right. of my life on her. Yeah. Yeah. So forgot about her. We're sitting around the, the table at home playing phase 10, me and mom and dad and Samantha. And, and I get a random text from Katie. Hey, what are you doing? Do you want to hang out again? And I'm like, what? Part yeah. of me is like, no, I don't want anything to do with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I've already wasted so much time and energy trying to pursue right. you. Which I knew nothing Just about. what I think I'm out. <laughs> they pull me back. And what a so story. then I had like a week or so before I came back to school. So I spent that whole next week just like, what do I do? Now it's all sure. bad. Now they try to figure out. Do, do I, I go now? Yeah. And I don't yeah. think his family was very in favor of him. Understandably, you know, I didn't know what all I... I uh, unintentionally put him through. No, but they like didn't his, want me to do it. Mom but was like, like his no. mom said, no, your mom will admit that you told her from the get-go you felt that God told you you were going to marry me. And she said, even though I knew, you know, the hurt that, that you'd been through, she she said, who am I to tell, <coughs> tell him if that, you know, not right. to go back to her if that's yeah. what God said. Yeah. But she wanted me to be guarded and to be For sure. sure. For sure. Right. Yeah. So Absolutely. That's what mamas are for. Same. I, uh, so January, we went on our first real date. date so you decide. You to say, Mexican. Yeah, Palominos. Yeah. 
And I remember we went back to his house that night and we're sitting in rocking chairs. And I, I wanted to make it explicitly clear this time. I am, I just got out of a long, you know, back and forth, up and down relationship. I am not wanting anything serious. And he basically said, I don't care. I'm not leaving. Like, (laughs) I've got you back after all this time. You are going nowhere. And again, it scared me. Creepy, you know. This time, I I knew what I wanted and I was going after it. And I wasn't going to be deterred. Yeah. 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 You said, a matter of fact, Here's the receipt for those flowers. You owe me $47. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> Golly. I love it. I love yes. it. So you yes. sit in those rocking chairs. He's like, I'm in. I'm in. Chairs I'm, in. Just, I'm, yes. I'm here. And yes. what, what are you thinking at that time? What do you do? What's your response to that? I'm just like, n- he's not hearing me. He right. clearly did not hear what I just said. <laughs> yeah. I just and said... I I am not in. I do not want. I just want to be friends. I do not want anything more right now. I just want to be like, what is wrong with this guy? You went on a date? And then told just him to throw him well, in no, the friend zone. No, I wasn't. Zone. I wasn't opposed oh. to. I mean, I obviously there was some attraction those first few weeks we hung out. Yeah, I just knew like he had professed mm. his love to me at the right. end of the three weeks, and I'm. Just I wasn't saying I'm ready let's to. Let's pump our you know, Let's slow it down. Get engaged. And, and yeah. Okay. I'm just saying, hey, you know, you're cute. I like you. I had fun. Let's <laughs> just get to know each other a little better and slow down. Yeah. And that is not what he heard at all. Well, yeah. all I'm thinking is I'm leaving. Like, in yeah, this yeah, is yeah. January. I've got right. till May, and then yeah. I'm back in Tulsa, and I probably won't ever see her again. Right. So mm-hmm. if we don't figure out this, make yeah, this deal right. work. That's right. Time's right ticking. now. Yeah. I'm gone. And I would say those next few months they were they were an interesting few months. Um, they they did start. I I thought after that night it was sometime in the next couple of weeks. I thought to myself, um, if Ori knew the truth about me. And knew what I had done. He would want nothing to do with me anymore. And he will not love me anymore. Yeah. So let's back up real quick before we get into this. During that time when I was in this dark depression and just really refocusing on God and spending a lot of time in prayer and reading his word. And Is this after and the bars? Yes. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> here's the deal. Some of this was <laughs> simultaneous. Some of this sure. was I was right. I would yeah. I would no, go to the I'm bar. I'd and come home and open the Bible and read the Bible or or watch a message online yeah. for an hour. Yeah. And never did, you know, at the time feel guilty about drinking at all. Just yeah. got it here. That's just part of what you do mm. in Stillwater. And so spending a lot of time in his word, spending a lot of time in prayer, pursuing Katie, wanting to have a relationship with Katie, praying that he can make it work, work it out, you know, in whatever way. Right. possible yeah and uh really really close to the lord at this time whenever we start back up in january and i had quit at this point kind of going to the bars as much i don't yeah. think you not that i i mean you weren't going at all that i knew of right at this t- at this point this whenever point. you came whenever you right. texted me and came back into my life it was like okay yeah this is what i'm focused on right now yeah and fishing kind of fell to the wayside. All the other things that I cared about kind right. of put on the back burner. Yep. I'm focused on Katie. Hmm. That's love. So I drive over to his house That's one night. Love. He's living with Samantha. And he comes out and gets in Samantha the car. Samantha is Ori's sister Samantha. for those <laughs> that 
that don't know because I don't think that was established <laughs> earlier. I did and, not. Uh, I didn't, yeah. so, well, I didn't even mention Ori, her in the beginning. Well, well Samantha's Ori's sister. So they Samantha goes here and they, yes, she's the ring. They she is had a podcast my dearest friend. Either right before this one or the one before, and yeah. they. She made that connection. Okay, I just want to okay, make sure so if you listen to the Randy's, yeah. you're going to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it's exactly. going to sound a little weird. Right. Otherwise, right. So I just want to clarify. Just, yeah. just some clarification. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. So he's living with his sister. <laughs> so It's not yes. just random Samantha. Right. Yeah. right. No yeah. rando. Right. <laughs> sister Samantha. Uh, you know, they're both going to school there, and so they're living in this duplex. And he comes out and gets in the car, and, and I just I just know. It's over. Like, I... And maybe part of me... No, well, no, I don't really think I, w- I was going to say. Maybe telling you this was my way of like. I think you wanted it to be over. Well, that's what I'm, I, you know, did I? I you call it like, like it is. You're ready this to, you're ready this to push is one way to run him away. away. Right. Yes. So you're trying to push yes, away I'm trying to push else. him away. <laughs> right. But I yeah. also truly feel like this is why he's he's the first and only person I've, I've told up to this point about, you know, what I had done this spring before. So he gets in the car and I just say. I have something to tell you. I know you care about me a lot and you love me. And, and if this is going to go any anywhere further, you've got to know the truth. And uh, it was really hard for me to say. I, you know, I was crying and I was a hot mess. And I just knew he was going to hop out of the car and slam the door and yeah. see on the flip side. Um, so I had, I had finally worked up the courage and I told him about the abortion. And he looked at me and he, he said, that's it? that's all like that's that's what you think is I mean yeah you know you made a mistake but that's what you think is beyond the love of even Jesus or the love of you know that that's going to run me away and Mm. he said you know absolutely not like he said I've made mistakes and and I've screwed up and and sinned and done things that have has grieved the Lord too and and you you are not beyond his love and it just was a huge turning point to me that he was the first person I told, but he also didn't see me any different. Whereas at this point I've lost all self-worth and just think, you know, I'm just trash for doing what I'd done. And he, you know, he loved me and, and he didn't, that didn't define me in his eyes like it did in mine. And so I just think, you know, obviously we were meant to be together, and and Ori special, but the Lord used him for sure to <laughs> just show me that that I I wasn't too far gone, or you know his 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 blood covered what I had done, and it, it didn't matter in the big scheme of things if I you know go to him and ask for forgiveness and and let him take that it it didn't matter anymore. Yeah, I remember you coming to me, and I I I remember thinking at that time that you were going to tell me, oh, I'm still dating a so and so. Or I'm, you know, doing something else. And uh, I remember in that moment, just, God, whatever she's got to tell me, just let me be open and willing to receive it and give me the direction and the wisdom to say the right thing or do the right thing. Yeah. And she told me that. She told me what happened. And I just felt like God gave me a word to tell her, like, Katie, sin is sin. It doesn't, your your sin of committing this abortion was no greater than Ori's sin of going out and partying and getting drunk every single day and not being aware of what yeah. he's doing. Yeah. And so I had so much grace for her at that moment, and it was not from me. It was clearly from the Holy Spirit and just opening my heart to, mm-hmm. to I love this woman. 
I wanted to spend the rest of my life with her at that yeah. time. And uh, it didn't matter what she did. It didn't matter what had happened. God could over, you know, help her work through it all. So mm, kind of started our journey. and. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say the next six months, that was January. The next six months were basically consisted of, or he continued to grow closer to the Lord. And probably, I mean, was the... I think what he would say was the closest to God at that point than he'd ever been up to that point, and probably in a while. I mean, he just he I, was growing. He was reading. At that point in my life, I couldn't get enough of of God's word, and was just consuming it at a rapid pace, and mm. just loved reading the Bible and spending time in the Word, and uh, was 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 making it a huge priority in my life. And I had free time. I didn't. I didn't have a lot of classes to take that last spring semester. Yep. I just had a few to take, so I had a lot of free time to sit around and and uh, wasn't working. So yeah. I just was sitting in my room in our house and just reading His Word, watching sermons, and doing everything I could to grow closer to Him. Yeah. He also really wanted to fix me, and so he was. And by that, uh, not in his own power, but he just so desperately wanted my healing and wanted me to come out of where I was that he was doing everything he could to encourage me and to come alongside me and to love me like Jesus. And in fact, um, there was a few months into that spring, there was a moment where he felt like, I can't do this anymore, God. Like, this woman is pushing me away. She clearly doesn't want me in her life. Because I was At every turn, it was something else that I yeah. did wrong. It was something I was, you I know, just wasn't ready I for the commitment. I wasn't in a good place. Right. And she yeah. didn't want, you know, it's just like you're constantly fighting rejection. Yeah. And I'm trying to do all the right things and to do, a, you know, say all the right things and to, to be as loving, as caring as I can. But at the same time, it's hurting. Like getting constantly rejected by this woman that I love and care about and want to spend the rest of my life with, and she didn't want anything to do with me. Well, I cared about yeah. you. I just well, you wasn't could, in like from you your were. actions. I couldn't see that. Sure, yeah. that's, I was still that's hard. Right? So were you mm-hmm. thinking like I'm? I'm saving him because he's not going to go through. <laughs> Where I'm what at right now is not good for him, or what was what was yeah, the pushing I just, away? Well, I think I you just didn't think you deserved it. You I didn't wasn't think you deserved to be loved. Probably both. I just felt like I was not in a place where I deserved his love. Um, he could do better. I also wasn't ready. I just you know I'd been through so much sure. in such a short couple of years that right. I just walls are up. Walls are up. Yes, yeah. walls are up, and there's just a lot of healing to be done. Right. And. Uh, there's, you know, trauma that I'd just been through and continued to hide. And and I knew, I mean, I knew that he was a good man and that he genuinely loved me for all the right reasons. And I just, I think I was just struggling, allowing myself, I wasn't forgiving myself. I wasn't allowing God. I wasn't taking sure. my pain to him and allowing him to forgive me. So I was just continuing to live in shame yeah. and pain and in hurt and so, you know, what's the old adage, hurting people, hurt, hurt people, people and, sure. and, and that's, that's where it was. So there came a night when Ori was out driving around just pleading to God, am I, you know, if, if I'm supposed to stay in her life, you're going to have to show me cause I'm out. Like I can't do this anymore. Like she yeah. clearly is not ready for what I want with her. And, you well, know, I was tired of the rejection. I'd had enough yeah. of trying to force something to work and I sure, felt yeah. like 
this is what I'm doing at this point in time. I'm sure. just trying to force things to happen. And so I'm sitting there and I'm listening to Casting Crowns and the song Love Them Lover Like Jesus came on. Yeah. And at that point in time I just the Holy Spirit just kinda I felt the Holy Spirit upon me just started weeping and, and bawling like well, and whatever okay. they wrote it for, the first verse is a fatherless home and a child's broken heart. And that's what I had just, you know, that's what right, right. what had put me in where I was. And so it just talks about continuing to love her like Jesus and carry her to him. Yeah. And So at that point, I'm just like, okay, God, this is kind of my sign at this point in time. You're just kind of put this on, you know, I had no idea this was going to come on the radio or, or, or whatever I was listening to at the time, but it did. Yeah. And you know exactly what I was praying about at that time. So I'm going to continue to pursue you, and I'm going to continue to do everything I can to point Katie back to you and to make her understand that you you haven't left her, you haven't right. abandoned her, that right. you still love her. She is still worth something because at this point she was felt completely worthless, completely misunderstood. Yeah. Nobody could ever love her for what she had done. Nobody wanted to be around her because she had pushed everybody away and said some really bad things and hurtful things to some of her closest friends and closest yeah. family and ran everybody off. And I was kind of the first one that wouldn't run off. Yeah. And yeah. so God is just kind of, I don't know, For I can look back now and say that if he hadn't given me the the heart to kind of pursue her the way I did right, and to be persistent and to not give up, then Katie and I probably wouldn't have never got married. Yeah. So what, when, when do the walls come tumbling down per se? Where, what, what is that moment that three, three years ago? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> three years ago. <laughs> Seven oh, that's in, right. Seven, seven years, years into the four marriage. Four years ago now. Yeah. Okay, so, but what leads it. to the point um, where you say, okay, I if just, you're not going to go home, Part of me knew he married. was. I don't. So at this point, Katie and I are having sex out of marriage. Okay. I don't want people to think that just because I'm really close to God that I was being holier. You know, I, at this point, I'm still 23 years old, driven by the way she right. looks. Seeking the Lord, but. Right. Obviously but, not but, living for the Lord right. in every aspect of life. Right. So it wasn't it, it wasn't a lot, but when <laughs> after what happened we'd feel so guilty and convicted and we'd pray for forgiveness and then it happened yes. again the next month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then we'd yeah. feel guilty so, and convicted. So we're having sex and praying together. Right. Okay. It was so a little. <laughs> right. Because right. that makes it better. <laughs> How would you describe that, Pastor? Sin. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's called sin. Yeah, uh, yep. it's called sin. black and white. So. Yep. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, we're here to lay it all out. We are, right. we are, we are real. I, mean, I just I mean, love the preface that you. Absolutely. Not living a lot. <laughs> it wasn't a lot. I mean, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, doesn't know, matter. We, does at that it? point, yeah. we really just. Yeah. No, doesn't matter. So sin. Anyway, sorry yeah. to interrupt. But, Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So, so we're living in sin, doing this, and the whole time just being completely oblivious and naive i don't even know sure not very wise in you know god we're praying for all these things and we're praying for you to move in our lives but we're still continuing to rebel against you and doing yeah. what we want right. to do right and i think it's just immaturity and not not knowing yeah um we went to a we w- we were going back home to 
Sepulpa, his home, and going to church quite a bit with his mom on Sunday mornings. And there was one service they'd had a guest pastor. And I just really felt like I needed to go down. I need to go down to the altar. I need to go down and give this to God. I need to go down yeah. and surrender everything I'm carrying and holding on to. And this was probably like May or June. And I didn't do it. I didn't, I just didn't, you know, my pride held me back. Um, I didn't want anyone to know anything was wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't do it. And I was so bothered all day long that I didn't do it. Mm. Well, we were getting ready to head back to Stillwater. And his mom said, that, that pastor is going to be speaking again tonight. Y'all should go listen before you head back. And so we were like, okay. And so I went forward that night and it was, he's, he was pretty charismatic. Um, and you know, this may sound hokey, but I, I still believe it was, it was part of my healing. Um, but he didn't know me. I didn't know him, knew nothing about him, knew nothing about, he didn't know Ori or, you know, the whole story. And, and there's several of us praying and he's, he's just kind of coming around and praying over us or with us. And he got to me and he just prayed for specifically for the bondage of depression to be broken and the chains of that darkness of depression that it, that it held me back for so long, just, just to be broken. And I was just like, and you know, it was just, how did, how do you know that kind of one of those, like that's, that's like, you know, it's pretty specific, specific, but I, I felt like that was kind of after that. Um, and it was, I mean, God, you know, may have used him, but it was also me going down and it was me and my, my heart, the position of my heart and surrendering those things to the Lord for the first time and trying to begin the process of letting him go. I still took him back and tried over the months, but it was beginning the process of laying those things down and, um, you know, by not accepting his forgiveness, like what was I saying about the cross and what was I saying about what he did? And, and by continuing just to live the way I had for those few months, like I was saying, you know, you dying wasn't enough for me. I'm going to keep carrying this. And and what'd you say the other day, living in or wearing sackcloth and yeah, sackcloth and ashes. Yeah. Yeah. Just sitting in that, like that's, that was, (coughs) you know, and so that, that was a turning point. And, um, we, had a fun summer, still had sex every once in a while. In fact, to be technical, the month of July, it was twice, just twice. And then in August, thank you for that clarification. You're welcome. You're welcome. I think they all needed to know. Yeah, I mean, we're we're laying it all out. We're, you know, we're (laughs) we're telling our story. We're laying it out. Too much. I I can go too much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you want me so to tell how no, carry and on. what way? No, carry <laughs> no, on. No, carry on. Carry you on. Know, y'all were still living in sin and yep. twice as much in July. So. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So come August, um, start feeling nauseous again. And I'm like, oh, heck no. Oh, no, 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 no. And told Ori, like, I don't feel right. Something's funky. And he's like, let's go get a pregnancy test. And I was like, heck no. That mm-mm, that is not it. Not going back there. Nope, 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 <coughs> nope. Um, I mean, I, I won't be specific, but we'd had double to triple protection both times. So it's like, mm-mm, not, not even possible, right? Like not even physically possible. Clearly yeah. it was. I mean physically, but not. <laughs> right. Right. But it was. So the test was positive, and it just kind of took me back. Yeah. And it and I just again thought, oh my word, how did I let this happen twice? Like what? I'm aw- I'm an awful person. I am the worst person ever. I I I can't get anything right. I can't do anything right. You know, again, just the enemy telling you these stupid things in your head. And 
And so those those 10 days, two weeks from the time we found out um, until the time that we went and told his, his dad was really hard. We, um, I just, I wanted to get rid of it. That was my go. I thought I, you know, all the same feelings as the last time. Yeah. I didn't care that this time he wanted it and, and he was time, there to like support to me, me and love me. And when we found out, it's just like, oh, it's okay. I've graduated college. I've got a good job. Yeah. I love you. Like I want to marry you. So what's the problem? It's no big yeah. deal. But she was still struggling with finding her self-worth and the, the fact that... I was still finding man, me again, and I wasn't ready for marriage. I just marriage did all and this and, and, yeah. and sinned in the same way again. And so... How could I screw up so bad mm. again? Um, so it was a really... I mean, there was some... It, I feel like it was a really demonic time, mm-hmm. short period of time that that... I mean, I truly believed... My life was over. I truly believe there was no hope and no future. Wow. Ori walked out on my front porch one night, and I had broken a, a <coughs> glass jar and had cut the word. I'd never, I'd never been a cutter in my life. I never dealt with depression that way or anything. But I had cut the word "trapped" into my leg because um, that's what I felt. I felt, I felt trapped. I wow. felt like there was no way out. Um, and I mean, he walked out to blood everywhere, and and you know, it, it was awful. It was scary. Like who, yeah. who was I then? You know, it just to, to just to look back and to see how far I'd allowed, um, the enemy to deceive me and to pull me away from the Lord was, it's just, you know, just, it's, it's all the more testimony to God and how good yeah. he is and, and bringing me back to him and in bringing full healing to my life. But there was another night that week where he walked out to the backyard and found me by the fire pit and I'd painted this canvas black and I'd had a, like a red, <coughs> chalk marker and just written like every every word I was feeling um on this canvas and it just I mean it was dark it was just the trapped death there was no life despair I mean you know and so I was I I just wanted I didn't want to I didn't want to have this baby and um I'm just so grateful to Ori that he's man enough that he said uh one day he said I'm not doing this anymore I'm not carrying this anymore I don't care if you go or not, but I'm going to go and drive to Sepulpa and tell my dad. And I don't know his family that well. We haven't, I mean, I don't even know if we'd called each other. If we said we were, da- I mean, we were dating, but we, I don't even know if we said we were boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah, and and I was still such a hot mess. Up. And so I didn't know, I didn't know his family that well. And I just remember being raging mad. And if you're, you're not going without me, if you're going, I'm going, yeah. you're not going to go tell him without me. I don't want you to tell him, but if you're going, I'm going. I was so mad. So we drove down there that night, and, and it was an awful night. It was one we will both never forget. With We told his dad, and it, it was awful because of me and, and my inner struggle that I was facing this whole night, not because of anyone's reaction. But we we told his dad, and his dad was incredibly supportive. His mom was at church at the time, and he said, it was like a, what, a Sunday evening? And mm-hmm. He just said, hey, it just, you know, if you believe life begins at conception, there's your answer it's it's your choice you have to make the choice it's it's i can't tell y'all what to do but you know if you believe that that's a life then <coughs> that tells you a lot about probably what you should or shouldn't do and i didn't care i i was so i was oh. just so beside myself and so still just just not in a good headspace yeah um so what i didn't know that i mean duh this should be a given uh but i i just thought we could tell steve and move on and be done with it well steve you know, we got to the end of the conversation, and Steve says, well, 
Either you tell your mom, me, Tammy, or his mom. Either you tell her, or I'm going to tell her when she gets home from church. Mm. So that sent me into a whole other. I'm on and the I'm front. Like, We're all thank God, thank God. Yeah, this is finally getting out, and she right. can't keep this secret anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because you feel relief I'd, almost. Yes, and I did. Because as long as I could keep it hidden, Satan had his power over me and had my mind, and I was living in darkness and convinced that. You know, That's there was right. no hope. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as it could stay a secret, then I was right where the enemy wanted me. Mm. And so your mom comes home from church. So who tells mom? Who t- do you tell your mom? Does Katie tell your mom? I didn't. Dad? I was at this point smoking she, cigarettes, laying on the front she yard. She was changed my like, like dang. Cry, I mean, she said, I "Give me the y'all. pinks." <laughs> I am telling you, this give me the pinks, the blue, the red. Us. I have the told yellow. y'all. <laughs> this took give a lot of God. This took a lot of God <laughs> convicting me. She's smoking Skittles out front. <laughs> 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 I couldn't bet. At that point. a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> this was hard for me to tell this story uh, because I have not, you know, like I told you guys, I've never shared that part of it. And yeah. so, and, and because I, I was crazy. I mean, we yeah. jokingly refer to that period, yes. that year and a half as like crazy yeah. bill. And I look back and see like me chain smoking six. No, I was for 10 weeks pregnant on. Yeah. Sure. You know, his family's front lawn who didn't yeah. even know me yet as a retail. Like, and you thought I was a redneck. <laughs> who in the world yeah. was yeah. I? Yeah. Like, it's embarrassing, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> but that's where you were. You know, where he looking where at her like, that's, that's my baby. Where it's I mean, where I was. That's my girl we're out real. there. Yeah. It's where I was. That's yeah. baby. Yes. <laughs> what, I mean, what do you do? You good? That, that's you, baby. You need some water. You know, what do you say? Like, So Tammy, we tell we tell his mom. I don't remember how she, like. I don't, I don't remember, remember that. I was who so told, distraught. Right. So oh she finds goodness. out. And if I, if, if I understand, she makes a call to your mom. Not yet. She okay. calls She calls their pastor. So the pastor who married us. Start praying yes. over me. Started a church. No, at that time he hadn't started the church yet. No, he, he was, was still, still at, at yeah, uh, mom's Paul church. Ben. And so she called him. She didn't and he know what to do over. with me, so yeah. he came over and tried. She's you just know, Katie's hysterical, and she's yeah. losing. You know, my life's over, and just going off. The and deep all Tammy end with is, you know, Tammy's negative. continually saying, "Yes, that was not right, but you know, this is a child who God loves so much." Right. Who I who this is my grandbaby. Your mom you know? is a great woman of God. Mm-hmm. She yeah. is. She absolutely mm-hmm. is, and I'm so thankful that both of our moms are because they're a huge part of of Amen. why we're where we are. Yeah. And God uses them so much in our lives, even you know now to encourage us and and yeah. to help mm-hmm. us. And mm-hmm. I am so grateful to have right. two moms that are that are grounded. And so they just they just yeah she loved on me and and they prayed over me and finally I calmed down enough for. She basically said, I'd, I'd put the rainbow down long enough yeah. to listen. And she said, you need to call. You should call your you mom. You need to tell your mom. Yeah. No. And I, oh, you heck no. Because she took it as, that's her grandbaby too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You need to tell her. And Absolutely. no matter what has happened or whatever or you think is going to happen. Or whatever. You've yeah. got to tell her. Yeah. I, and I said no. So I, went, I wasn't going to do it. Well, so Ori called, called her. her. This is, but this is late 11 now. o'clock at night on Sunday night. So yeah. by the time she drives Oof. up from the valley, is that what we're calling? Of course. Yeah. By the time she drives up from the valley, it was like one PC. o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It was about one in the morning, and you know wow. this is this is who I could never I could never tell her about the other pregnancy. I didn't have the guts, and I just was convinced she wouldn't love me anymore. And right. and she was disappointed, you know, but she didn't change her love for me, you know. Shocker, <laughs> it didn't. Yeah. She didn't right. want her to get an abortion. No, absolutely yeah. not. She did not. Absolutely not. 
no, you're not right. doing that. They did, you know, they said several times that night, two wrongs don't make a right. Don't don't go run and get married yeah. just because you're pregnant. Right. And that wasn't really even on the, right now, we just needed to, to get through yeah. this. But I, w- I, I will never forget waking up the next morning, and um, I had stayed at Ori's parents' house that night. I think Mom had ended up driving back to the valley. And I love it. <laughs> I had stayed at Stephen Tammy's, and I woke up, and, and it was, it was, probably the time I've most powerfully experienced the whole like the truth sets you free and I just woke up and I felt relief and I never dreamed Mm. that I would feel that way over pregnancy out of wedlock something I I would never do that you know I'm a good girl blah 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 and whatever you know like I Mm. I just it was something I never dreamed would happen to me and here I was and for just from you know the night before being hysterical with shame and guilt out on in their yard to the next morning. I mean, I just woke up and felt like for the literally for the first time in over a year, there's hope and God's got this and God has me and, and I'm not too far gone and he still loves me and, and it's going to be okay. Yeah. And you know, that wasn't, everything wasn't just rosy and peachy from then on. I was on a, like taking 19 pills a day between (coughs) the depression and the narcolepsy that I quit cold Turkey. And that was really hard. Um, but I knew, you know, okay, we're doing this. We're keeping this baby. And I had to make some changes. So quit smoking and quit taking all that medicine. Yeah. And and then, you know, it was still, at this point I was just praying. I took about a month and prayed, what what is what is your plan for me and for Ori and me? You know, are we, I, I still wasn't ready for marriage. Sure. But I also really felt like um, just as I prayed more over that month, I felt, I just felt like I wasn't ever going to find somebody that loved me as well and as genuinely as Ori did. And somebody that was going to just consistently like point me back to the Lord and and love me the way that Jesus does. And, and I felt what I had was really rare and special and that like, I'd be an idiot to continue pushing that away. Yeah. And so, um, so y'all get married. What, what day do y'all get married? What, January 7th. 2011. We decided, mm-hmm. we prayed, we, okay, so or at that point I said, I said, I'll marry you. I want to get married. I love you. Let's do this. This is crazy, but let's do it. Uh, so we'd prayed about that too. Um, well, and, and I will say too, it was really powerful because at that point we came together as a couple and asked the Lord for forgiveness for however many times it'd been. Bottom line, sinning, having right, sex yes. out of wedlock. And, and we, just truly were repentant of that and we were at a place that we did we were very sorry and and we came together and asked for forgiveness and just felt like a shift you know we felt God's forgiveness and we felt relief and we felt freedom Mm. and because he took that sin from us and so from then on we just like you know this baby this baby is a blessing and I fully believe to this day that God used um you know what is it Joseph (coughs) <coughs> that says, you know, what the enemy yeah. meant for harm, God meant for good. And um, is that right? Is it Joseph? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I just, I 100% feel that about my story and, and our story and Hudson. And, you know, now I can't imagine what yeah, I without him. And I'm so grateful Your baby won him. some gold, go, won yeah. the gold medal he yesterday did. at his track he meet. He did so good. There, Hudson. Really? He did yes. so good. Way to go, Hudson. He won three medals, got what? first. And one yeah. Of them. yeah. Crushing it. He did good. So I'm just, you know, I'm so grateful for that. But we did, we got, we had a, we decided we wanted to get married 
bring this baby into the world married. So we decided we wanted to, to get married before Hudson was born. Um, so we fast-tracked this giant, crazy dream wedding. We had 450 people there. And um, it was insane. It was probably, I mean, it was way too much to pack into such a short amount of time yeah. planning it. But it, you know. But you did Yellow. It. You did so it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did it. Pulled it off. Made it happen. We pulled it off. Um, but it was it was during that time, and I think I shared this with, with you two the other day, but it, it was during this time that my mom came to me at one point in the planning process and said, you know, just very, just very frank. And so I'm just, I just, I've got to let you know, like, I'm having a really hard time paying for this wedding, being joyful about planning this wedding, um, because, you know, you're not going to be walking down the aisle pure and, and you guys did have sex out of wedlock and, yeah. and I'm just disappointed for that for you. And it, it she didn't love me any less. She, you know, she just was sharing like, sure, I'm disappointed. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted more for you and I'm having a hard time with this. And that was really hard for me, um, you know, being a people pleaser and so wanting, you know, her respect and affirmation. That was hard. So we kind of took a few weeks of kind of put things on hold as far as uh, us. We didn't talk much for a few weeks, mom and I. And she came back to Ori and I a few weeks later. And um, it was just to me, you know, it was another one of those moments I'll never forget and was so powerful. And she basically just said, you know, what God had shown her during that time was, that she had been praying for my healing for a couple of years since, since I'd, you know, spiraled downward, right. downward and, and gone right. through all that. She'd been just pleading for God to bring me out of that. And God just showed her just because it isn't what you thought it would look like just because her healing is coming in a different way than you thought it would look like. Doesn't mean it's me. It's not me. Like yeah. it's still me working in this. It's just different than how you thought it would go. Yeah. And that was a game changer for her. And I'm again, so grateful that, you know, she is a godly woman and she listened to the Lord. And, and from then on, that really brought us together and we were able to go back to planning this, this wedding for us. Uh, so we get married, have Hudson. I have severe postpartum depression. Uh, Ori's brand new on a job, superintendent on a job. And really, I mean, to be really so truthful, I'm the first few years, I mean, we had a rough marriage was rough. Graduated college, started a new job with Sherwood Construction. They had paid my tuition for the last two years of college, so obligated to go to work with them. Go to work with them doing a $7.5 million sewer plant job in Pawnee. So I'm over the entire job, just out of college. Wow, that's pressure. Mm. And then he's We're married to crazy yeah. over here. <laughs> yeah. We have a baby. You know, I get married. I, I'd been working on that job since May of 11. So, we get married in January of 12, Hudson March of 12, and kind of, man, just a lot was going on, and she's struggling with postpartum depression, and I'm just like, okay, God, I thought I thought by getting her off all those medications, I right. thought by getting her off of yeah. all that stuff that we were going to start to see an improvement in this, and now we're right back to Crazyville again. Yeah. And to the point that she called me one day while I'm at work. Hudson's screaming. I can hear him screaming he in the background. He was very colicky, baby, and had a lot of reflux. And she had and broken a window in the house because she was so angry. And all I could think was, okay, we didn't have an abortion, but she's going to kill him now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, I wasn't going to kill him. No, yeah. but that's I'm why just, right, I punched right, right. the window. I, was. Yeah, I punched right. the window that's where so I was. that I wouldn't yeah. hurt the baby. So, so mentally, right. I'm concerned and stressed sure. and Rightly. all the things. So yes. I immediately leave work, go back home. 
and uh, pick Hudson up, and I'm rocking him in our in our living room. And I'll never forget this. Like her, her one of her previous roommates had messed around with Ouija board stuff in that house, and just that house had a cold, cold feel to it. So yeah. I, this is. A I, it sounds. I I mean, some people you some know people believe in it, some don't. Yeah. But it was. It was. There was. Demons so are real. There was, they absolutely are. Yeah. And there Demons was a presence. I'm in the living room, rocking Hudson, trying to get him to settle down. And he is screaming and screaming and screaming. And I'm just praying and praying and praying, God, please touch his body. Please touch his body. And and I look down at him, and he's screaming. And I'm just trying to just calm him down, console him. And I will never forget how black his eyes looked. Mm-hmm. And then he was just like gave me the, the most evil grin for just a split second and then was back to screaming again. It sounds super weird. Freaked me out but to the point that I told Katie, you got to get your stuff. We're getting out of this house. Her and Hudson went to Punk City. He calmed down. I go back into the house, and I'm like just pleading the blood of Jesus over the house. Like, Satan, you don't have any dominion here. This is not, yeah. you're, you, you're not yeah. going to take my family away from me. And... I'll never forget. I had all the doors open to the house. Like Satan, you're I'm I'm expelling you from this house. You get out. If there's any presence in here, you're getting out. Did you have a wind? And the doors slammed shut. There Oof. was no wind that day, None. and both the both the exterior doors Oof. slammed shut at the same time. Wow. So we were like, we're moving. So all we right. <laughs> so we sold the house. I mean, we were ready to move that to just, like, Tulsa. Whatever and it be was, closer. you know, it could have just been total coincidence, but I don't believe it was. We just felt was. like there'd been so much I believe in such there a few was years so much trauma to... in that home. So yeah. much bad things, so many yeah. bad things had happened there that we were just a continuation. It didn't Is that matter. Crazy? I don't think it's crazy at all. No. And was... we've moved to Broken Arrow and started started our life, started our family. And continued to work for Sherwood for another year and then left them in January of 13 to start KBC, start our own company. And, uh, you know, at that time we had just Hudson and then Bella came along in January of 14 and uh, we had a lot of growing to do. We had a lot of... We'd gone through a lot and I still had a lot of healing. I experienced so much and processed so much in such a short (laughs) amount of time. and, And, I mean, you know, if we're laying it out there and being really blunt and honest during our first year I probably had what could be considered an emotional affair with the guy I'd been with when I met Ori at hometown what's his bucket and it didn't it didn't it wasn't it didn't go anywhere it wasn't anything in person or physical just a lot of texting I think it had a lot of to process in such a short amount of time and it was just kind of like oh shoot like I'm married with a kid now and just Mm. yesterday I was you know, <coughs> living life and doing what I wanted, and so much had changed. Um, and Ori found out about it. And the day Ori found out, I never, I told us that I can't ever talk to you again, and never did. Um, but that was rough just for, it was just more like him trying to talk me out of being married and come back to him. And I was just so like, I don't know what to do. And I'm, mm. you know, I am married and I made a commitment and. Mm. Just a funky. I mean, it's, it's let me absolutely find ridiculous. Out. Let me find out uh-huh. what's going on in the valley. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so it was rough. We had that, a rough. We had that. Years. We had Ori um, then, uh, came to me after Bella was born and and shared that he was back into my my addiction for pornography. had kind of yeah. resurfaced and 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 was really really struggling with it at that time. Yeah, and 
had just kind of been my go-to with with after you know I think a lot of times our struggles with our marriage in in an intimate way intimacy uh, directly correlates to our having sex before marriage. Like God's not going to bless something that we've chosen to 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 right. yep. to use yeah. in our own fashion and not do it His way. Right. So Katie and I have had struggles sexually since we got married. And I th- I honestly believe a lot of that is from our f- desire to do what we wanted to yeah. do in yeah. the beginning in sin. Right. And so we we I went to a revival service again, and I just felt like God was calling me to lay it down and just you've got to repent and and tell Katie about it because at this point it had been hidden. She never caught me. Yeah. She you know it's not something that she I ever did out in the open to where she would know it. Sure. And, uh, okay, so I went to the altar, I prayed, and I repented, and that night, talking to the pastor afterwards, he goes, you know, I've struggled with this myself, pornography's not anything that, that men don't struggle with, it's a common thing, but the main thing is, is you have to tell your wife, you can't keep that from her, that's, yeah. you've broken that, that, right. that, the sanctity right. of your marriage, you've broken that bond, and so you have to go and tell her, so I told her, and kind of had a couple of weeks where we were just off the rails and it was really just because of my past and what I, some of the things I'd gone through it was really she, hard for me and, and it's, it it's taken me years of God working in me too and I will say that I think that God has done a huge work in our marriage but it's taken me lots of studying and God showing me that it has nothing to do with me it doesn't mean I'm insufficient and I'm right. not attractive and I'm not living up to his fantasies or whatever, um, you know, it's, it's him and it's, it's, it's not, it's not me at all. It's not me. And, and that took me a long time to be able to recognize that and, and believe that Mm -hmm. and not feel just like I'm not good enough. And, and so God has brought us a long ways in our marriage with that struggle. It's been years since Ori's actively struggled with that. I mean, I just think with any, with sin in general, you know, you've, you've got to stay close to the Lord and stay on top of it. And he's very transparent and open and honest about that journey. And, and it's something we're, it's something that grips a lot of men and a lot of men aren't, aren't sure ashamed of it. And they don't want to talk about it. Right. And, you know, we lead a community group. So that's something that I've tried to do in our group is to make, make sure that it's known, Hey, this has been a struggle for me pornography i've been in the throes of that addiction and it will make you think things and it will cause you to do things that you that are not right Mm. and it twists your mind yeah and absolutely it does it's you know it's it's not an easy addiction to break because it's something that is okay i need to i want to feel good right you know and i can get instant results yeah especially nowadays with cell phone it's all over the place right and uh you know, it was something we had to go to marriage counseling for I don't know six months or so. Uh, we went to Cornerstone for a while. It was yeah. I mean, it was helpful, and it, it was, was really good. really good because yeah. that was my biggest thing. Whenever I first told her, was like she immediately went to, "I'm not good enough. You don't find me attractive, and it's because I've gained weight and I've done this because we've had the baby." And that had nothing to do with it. This yeah. was just a part yeah. of my life that I carried and brought on into the marriage, and she had no idea about. Yeah. It didn't have anything to do with her. This was going on well before her. So, you know, at that point, having a wife, having a daughter, 
be a man. I don't want my daughter to yeah. to have these same feelings. Right. I don't want her to to think this is normal because at that point in time, I talked to a few people and friends from college, and they're like, "So what? Everybody looks at porn." Yeah. And I'm like, "Oof, no, no, <laughs> no, right. no, no, no. It's not supposed to be that way." So. You know, at that point, kind of set set it set the the tone for the way our marriage was going to go forward, yeah. and something that I so desperately didn't want to fall back into ever again. And so, going to counseling, reading a lot of books on pornography addiction, and uh, you know, understanding the triggers and my triggers, what happens and what goes on in my brain, has uh, really you know made me secure enough to have conversations about it without feeling. Yeah guilt and the, i'm to able the, to, to hear that. it and know that thank you for sh- like thank you for being honest and talking to me and thank you for letting me know where you're at and let's pray through this or let's talk through this um and not take it personal and not get defensive or offended and it's you know it's a good place mm-hmm. to be yeah. is with that god's definitely worked a lot in you and mm-hmm. brought you freedom from that Amen. and for that i'm grateful i think just i mean you know I told them we weren't going to talk for two hours, and now well, we've talked for two hours. So sorry, everybody. But I just—I mean, I was just the only other thing I would say. Some of the things we struggled with was uh, we're still working through. We were still working through the pornography after we'd had Bella and, and that issue, and then we were ready for a third baby, and it took us a really long time to have Millie, um, <coughs> and we we battled infertility for. I mean, I think we. We tried for 18 months to have, well, 12 months, 12 to 15 months to have Millie. But just, you know, knowing we'd already had two and why isn't this happening. Yeah. And um, so I went on Clomid uh, over Christmas of 2015, which is, for me, was awful. Um, I it, I mean, obviously, has to work for some people because they give it out. But the, the mental effect it had on me was, was terrible. And after about... Uh, three months of being on it or he basically said either you don't take the last round um, or I'm leaving you because it was it was so bad so that was a rough period to even bounce back from just because of the damage that those few mm. months had done to our marriage yeah. and just she being <laughs> she'd yeah. gone completely crazy and I mean, we don't have to tell everything, Lori. I, mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 I said we were going to yeah, tell yeah. everything. We don't have to tell everything. <laughs> so that medicine. We just basically. I don't know what what is in the medicine that, that caused this to happen, but she was having severe hormonal, like, ups and yeah. downs. And yes. like She would go from one minute to being my best friend to the next minute ready to kill me. Yes. yes. And so one night she was having a really bad episode, and she was ready to, she's just going to kill us all. I'm just going to go get the guns. I don't know. If I, th- I think I just. Well, uh, you were trying to get into the gun safe. I think mainly you just. Going to yeah. let that her was get my go-to. The gun safe. Yeah. And so we had a knockdown drag. Literally had a fist she fight. She punched like, me in the literally face. Literally, we had a fist fight. Oh. Yeah. I and had bruises, but it wasn't. I remember. It was because of him, like, refer- I mean, trying to keep me from it. Listen. God. We, so all of this to say that. I'm really not crazy. God, no, you're not. No, lot. you're not. But we've, 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 we've gone through a lot. We've experienced a lot. We've had a lot of things. That's our point, folks. Two hours to just say we've been through a lot. External factors that have contributed to allow us to see uh, God continues to deliver us. Right. 
over time, and over and, and is and always again. faithful and never gives We've up on us. We've had the IRS show up at our door. Literally show up at our People joke about that, but like, it, they literally never, showed up at our door. They over don't do some, that unless right. it's serious Yeah, and could have bankrupted our company, but ended up all said and done. Everything was waived. Or he had made some unintentional mistakes some with errors. the filing, which led to two over two hundred thousand dollars in, in penalties, yeah. and it was all waived. It was, which doesn't happen with the IRS. Yeah, and, um, you know, but that was glory probably to God for everything that that He has brought us through with the business. I was finally life. moving up in life and being and, and at a good point, and then Ori just yeah. tanked when that happened because he felt like he uh, had just a lot know. of depression, a lot of anger. Yeah, a lot yeah. of you know, my self worth is not very high because. Look at what I've done to our family. We were, everything was going good, and now right, we got the IRS at our door. Like, yeah. how are we going to recover from this? Katie, the whole time Katie's going, God's got this. What are you What are you worried about? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you don't understand. This is the IRS. This yeah. is not. And I yeah. never not, had a piece you know, the whole can time. Take everything from I, you. Yeah. yeah, I never worried. And, and so, he took care of it. and he took care of it, he and he got everything it. waved. Wow. And you know, I cooperated with them and did everything they asked me to do and, and was as, as polite as I could be to the lady. She was from Muskogee, and she was a total godsend. Mm. She worked with me every step of the way to get everything back in order. And, uh, you know, she said, I'm going to get all this stuff taken care of for you because I can I, I understand after dealing with you that this this was not an intentional error. Right. Yeah, yeah, you weren't this trying was, to scam anybody. Right. right. This was, this was right. just a... Yeah. An accidental thing, right? Because I had switched accounting softwares in the middle of this, and assumed the new one worked like the old one, and it didn't. Yeah. And so I had a lot of forms that weren't being filed automatically, like I thought. I had made all my payments; I just hadn't filed the right. forms. So, you know, live yeah. and learn. But yeah. God's grace covered it all. Yeah. Yes. And we just now we have five beautiful children, and we sixth have on more, the way. Sixth on the way. That's right. Wow, oh, man. Have more work That's than we've right. ever had have, uh, for the company. Almost a full eight-man football team right That's now. That's right. And, you know, it's amazing. Katie has said many times that, you know, she was worried that she wouldn't be able to, to have children. After I think that's my biggest takeaway or what I would, you know, what I would say. I, I know we're going to come back to we left the cliffhanger with, with you and what you'd alluded to earlier being alive. But I just, I would just say in conclusion, you know, with my story and, and, what I've been through, I just truly feel like it's, you know, beauty from ashes. And the, and I just, in every step of it, I've seen God's presence and God's goodness. And you, you're never too far gone, you know, yeah. whether you're where I was, whether you're in prison or right. on the closet floor, or what, whether, you know, with Ori had some, um, some pretty bad depression after the, the IRS and the business challenges and it just kind of felt like he was there was no hope you know you no matter what you've done what your story is like you're never you're never too far gone and i i shared this with y'all the other day or you kind of helped me see this but i've thought about it a lot the last week that you know we as as humans we in our flesh we rank sins and so i think that's why i've always been so scared to to share my whole story just because you know it's one thing for me to you know, I've gone to a bar and got drunk in college, or to have gossiped or whatever. But like, you know, not choosing life for your baby, like, oh my gosh, that's a whole other level in our eyes. And and 
but it's not in God's and it doesn't matter what it is. Like if we believe and love him and say, you know, that we believe he died for us then his blood covers all of it. And I think that's why the other day I just kind of realized, I think that's why I felt more shame towards this specific thing, just because I don't know that I've ever, you know, I've, I think healing is a process and, and I think that's why I told you guys, you know, when you first asked me to share my story, I've always wanted to share this part, but I've always been afraid of what's everyone going to think and people are going to yeah. judge me and oh my goodness, you know, like True. that's not who we thought she was and whatever, but I don't care. You know, I don't care what people think of me. I know who I am in Jesus and I know what he has done for me and that's what matters. And I don't know that I'd ever fully allowed his forgiveness to wash over me for that area. And I think that's probably why I had continued to carry just like some shame and guilt for it. Um, but I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to carry that forward because you know, his blood covered that him dying for me said, Katie, you don't have to live in that anymore. And it's doesn't define me and it's not who I am. And I'm so thankful for that. I'll never, you know, I never ever want to take that for granted in my salvation. And I'm just, so incredibly grateful. I, I did. I had fears I would never be able to have babies because I messed that up too bad. And you know, here we are. Yeah. And he, you know, he's not a punitive God that well, just because you did this, I'm going to do this. And he's just he's a loving God, and he Amen. just, um, you know, he wants to shower his blessings on us. And I'm just I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful mm. for that salvation and yeah. for knowing who I am in Him and having that. And that's good. Yeah. Anyways, the l- our latest struggle is just Ori found out today. That yeah, go ahead and share. So found out today that I've got a, uh, um, what was it? Thoracic aneurysm. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Got it. You got it. Nailed it. On my, in my heart. Uh, so it's a little pocket. Just pretty of serious. Po- pocket of blood. Pretty in serious. In my aorta. And uh, should it rupture, basically from what I've read online, from what I understand, it's instant death. Which, so you know, he knew he shouldn't have, none of us should have Googled it, but we did right away. Yep. <laughs> well, you know, Don't yeah. wet MD it not or Google it. Yeah. It's not good um, for people who are right. not medical professionals. But, you know, God God has continued to provide for our family. God has, has brought us through many, many things. And, uh, you know, I got that news, and yes, that can be very scary and and kind of bring up some anxiety and knowing that hey I've got this thing in my heart and I can't do anything about it but honestly today when I got the news uh, God just kind of gave me a piece about it that you know this is all kind of coming to fruition because I've I've I you needed to be aware of this yeah. so that we can get it taken care of right and something completely non-related with having pneumonia a couple of weeks ago caused them to, to find something in my heart that they wanted to take a better look at. And so being able to find this at this point, yeah, like I said earlier, most people don't have this, they don't see this issue in young people. It's mostly people over 65, high blood pressure, but it can be hereditary, can be genetic. Yeah. And so trying to get into a thoracic surgeon as soon as possible. ASAP, yeah. To... Uh, to have him look yeah. at it and see if they need to do surgery or if it's something that that is okay for me to live with for now and just monitor. Uh, I'm I just saying, you better really not leave me with six kids. I don't, That's all I'm saying. I don't really like the idea of leaving it and just monitoring it. Sure. Knowing that it's there. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Yeah. Just soon let's do something. Be right. brave. You know, 
proactive uh, proactive and get it taken care of but uh, yeah. Yeah. we'll see what they have to say right so yeah. i'm at peace about it i'm not you know overly concerned i'm i'm a little worried about it but at the same time i don't think god's going to abandon you with with six kids with them yeah. and yeah. and well, yeah. I, know he, he I know he'll never abandon me. I'm going to need the church more than ever. Pull me yeah. Yeah. Just so. yet. So. Well, I, I mean, you know, I can't speak on behalf of Adam, but I'm sure we share, share the uh, the same feelings of just thank you. You know, thank you for sharing your story. And Sorry, being I willing got so long. To open no, I think, I think, you know, no, the I, individuals that it's important. listen it's to important. it are going to, you're going to resonate. With all kinds of different individuals through different stages of yeah. those things that were shared, and I mean, ultimately, the story points back to to God and His pursuit Absolutely. of us, right? Uh, I'm just reminded of um, when I think of God's pursuit, I'm reminded of the story of Hosea, where Hosea mm-hmm. just keeps going and going, and oh. that phrase, "Go and love again," all right, "Go and love again." It's just that's that's the picture of Jesus. He he comes and. He comes to us even when we're running away from him in our rebellion. He comes and he loves again and he <coughs> loves again and he just pursues us. Uh, and, you know, your story is a testimony of the the love of God and uh, just the fact that truth does set you free. And what I heard in your story is where before things were kind of kept hidden and you grew in the progression of, you know, we bring him to the Lord uh, as soon as we possibly can yes. because we know of the turmoil that keeping those yeah. things in the dark yes. can, can cause and how it gives Don't power to that. the enemy instead of just bringing them into the light. And so as yes. you progressed in your faith and have learned uh, to, to live in that manner, um, uh, you found more freedom. And, uh, uh, you know, th- I pray those that are listening took that away as well. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I I know we we should probably go, but I did want to ask one more question. How did you guys come to community? Oh, I let let me speak into this because I know. Okay, Do I, you? Don't, I don't know. We had a Christmas hayride. Oh my goodness! How yeah, does he even was, remember that? Yeah, I, know. I know the people that God brings to the church. Okay. So That's we had crazy. we we had a hayride. Uh, for He's friends right with around the guy Christmas at that r- that service that <laughs> night. He's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so, actually, your Tammy, I think, told yes. saw we had a banner by the mm-hmm. side of the road, uh-huh. and she said, "Hey, y'all ought to take Hudson. Yeah, y'all ought to take the kids down there for for the hayride." And so they came out here and had okay. the hayride, and then y'all just started coming. We did much after that. Correct? Mindy Hale was Bella's little teacher at um. uh, community preschool, okay. First Baptist, and Mindy okay. had been inviting us. Oh. Um, she, we'd actually been youth leaders in, at a church in Sepulpa for about a year and had, had Bella and it was too far of a drive to continue doing that. So we were looking for a closer church and Mindy just kept saying, you know, come try community. And then Tammy and said, let's go do that. Hey, yeah. And we we're like, okay. I mean, we've been hearing about this church. Why not? Yeah. Let's go. And wow. then, uh, that's cool. We probably went for a year or so before we joined. And I just remember well, when we joined, we weren't before consistent. Millie was born. So we, we, we'd left the church in Sepulpa and then yeah. for probably a year or so we weren't, it wasn't like, we just kind of got out of it. It wasn't a priority. Right. And, and we tried different ones. We kind of, we went to a couple of different yeah. churches and it's, we weren't Wouldn't finding home. anything. Fi- yeah. yeah. And finally we, we, we came back here and 
just immediately felt like you're like man that pastor remembers that we showed up at that hayride <laughs> yeah. that one night and we want to be somewhere where <laughs> I, no, I don't remember I, I don't remember numbers or dates but I'll tell for whatever you. reason I remember that's I remember cool. people and yeah and that's where cool I'm that's yep so. that's what the, that's what got us here the thing that stood out to me and the thing that that really attracted us to here was your authenticity number one I wanted to be around people who were authentic and uh you know we're not hiding, you yeah. know. We're not trying to cover up all no, the you bad can't stuff. Cover that all up. Yeah. No. We're not trying to yes. to. They're out there. To yeah. uh, even the chest one. Keep our <laughs> sin <laughs> out of the light. We're we're here to Ew. share in each other's struggles, and uh, I really appreciated you being being that way yeah. from the pulpit. Could tell that very early on. God was using him. For sure. Yeah. And so and immediately the were the felt same. like we needed to be, we needed to join church here at community and uh, took Katie a little bit longer, but we finally made the decision. And what year is this you joined? 2016. I only, re- I was, I just remember that cause I was super pregnant with Millie and it was right before Millie was born Wow. and it was our first time to really experience a meal train. And oh uh, yeah! Oh, that sealed so the cool. deal. Let yeah. me tell you, that's so yeah. cool. that sealed I the I, deal. I, I hate that to break was amazing. It, to you. Um, it was somebody else's food that they had cooked. It was some Mexican <laughs> yeah, that somebody right. else had yeah. cooked that we yeah. brought over hey, to you yeah. and pawned off as that's our okay. own. That's okay. I thought you were going to tell just me to you seal, don't do just it. Just to get you into the church. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you don't do it for the six kids. So that's okay. I'll, t- I'll take somebody. No, absolutely, absolutely, we do. Yeah, five or more. We'll even do it. We'll even do it for the seventh. Okay, let's lower down a little. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I didn't uh, know that. That's why I wanted to ask. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, that so. was uh, you because you came in what twenty seventeen, and you brought us Ted's Adam, and it was amazing. Uh, yes. I'd probably rather have had yeah. that than your own Mexican yeah. cooking. That's our go-to. Yeah. We love to bless oh. people with Ted. Oh, you bless That's away. Good. Yes, That's, good stuff. That's our go-to. Bless away. So, yeah. well, man. Seriously, I, I I love the conversation we we just had, and just the transparency and yes. the openness that that you guys. Uh, a lot of thank you for that. Truth um, brings truth brings a lot of healing, <laughs> and, and I think for for a lot of us, we we sit in that shame. The enemy tells us that we just kind of, you know, we need to keep these things bottled up. Yes. And Yes, man. In those moments, you realize how miserable you are, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then yep. like you said in your story that next morning you wake up, the truth is just kind of set you free. And it's like, yes, not only does Christ does that f- for us through salvation, but through sanctification yes. as we w- try for to sure. walk closer and closer with him. And so thank you for coming today. Yeah, thank thanks you for, for having sharing us your story. Absolutely. To our lengthy story. Um, no, it's, good. it's been great. Yeah. Uh, and for the listener, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part uh, I know this has been an, a blessing, a blessing and an encouragement uh, to you as well. So thank you for listening and um, let us know how. Like send in an email. I mean, if any yeah. of these stories encourage you in any kind of way, we always would love, love to, to hear just about it. Hear yeah. uh, what God did in That's and right. through this. That's right. Ori and Katie, thank you. Thank um, you, Adam. Thanks, thanks for, for joining us for this one as well. Yeah, absolutely, and, man. And I try uh, to make in as many as I can. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I figure I had no excuse. If Ori's could drop dead any second and he made time for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I could. Got to get it in. This, the thank you means a lot more to Ori, yeah. actually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. for real. Uh, but God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us thank and you. listening today. Yes, thanks for being here, Adam. Um, we'll catch Absolutely. you next time on Community Recap. See ya.